This week we learn to care for hunky boys as we discuss the 2020 horror comedy, Psycho Goreman. That's a, that's a comedy sound, I guess. We'll do the theme instead. Hello and welcome to the Blood of Its Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the Axe Jefferson, and joining me as always, the guy who suggested this and my co-host, the Archduke of Nightmares, Tim Yoba. How are you doing today, sir? I'm disappointed he didn't say one of the hunky boys, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm good, because I got to watch this movie again. <laughs> no, Totally. Great fucking movie. And finally, a non-problematic Yobo pick. It's it's incredible. <laughs> I, you know, I, I really put some thought into this one. That's why. It's a good one. It's a very good one. And joining us, though, Tim, because we are not alone on this intergalactic journey, speaking of problematic picks, is our friend, Charlie. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm actually confused. We weren't supposed to watch The Entity again? No, this is our redemption episode, Charlie, right? We're oh. making up for the Entity with this great movie. Oh, well, we got a problem then, because I watched the Entity like twice. Mm. Makes sense. Uh-oh. Stop sending emails to Criterion. They're not going to put out an edition. Shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got to get that one in 4K. I mean, come No on. movie needs a 4K release, let me tell you. I watched Dawn of the Dead the other day. I think it was like their Japanese... 1080p or 4k or whatever the release that was a couple years ago and i don't want to see crew members standing around in the background like i saw in several shots so no movie needs 4k uh yeah sometimes it does distract if it's made in 4k it's okay but to go yeah. back and do something like yeah i bet you not only that but the makeup and the special effects aren't going to hold up in fucking 4k no. no balls to that there was great special effects it was you know it's oh, it's real yeah. effects but to see like Oh, hey, look, there's Tom Savini hanging out in the background with a couple of extras, you know, because they didn't think they were on camera. Yeah. No, it's the motorcycle gang just scoping out the mall first. Mm, okay. From there the you inside. Go. So they're infiltrating. That makes mm -hmm. sense. I'll go with that. So we are at week two of our one year anniversary. And Tim, we mm -hmm. are just doing a month long kind of celebration like the victory lap like we were talking about i was just about. gonna say a victory lap yes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with our previous episode that uh the well that came out last week uh by the time this comes out discussing uh event horizon not event horizon god damn it the other one was sam neil that's a lovecraftian horror in the <laughs> mouth Jurassic of Park. in the mouth of man uh, yeah I was just say, wait a second i guess we're doing event event horizon next week you gotta mix we gotta up. do event horizon no we're not doing event horizon next week we have another great selection next week that we're going to probably be teasing in this actually but first tim psycho gorman buddy what's your history with this movie uh well it can't be much history because it came out what 2021 right yes and i'm guessing this came out right before corona hit and shut everything down 
So for the actual just history of the movie, it it was set to premiere at South by Southwest uh, back in 2020 in March. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID, they canceled South by Southwest. They shelved the, the screening or the film entirely. And then it was screened at Beyond Fest in Australia's Monster Fest in October of 2020. Then the rights of the film were purchased by Shudder and it was released as a VOD in January of 2021. So it's, this is hot off the presses, folks. Six months old. Uh, okay, I think, uh, well, I know uh, we saw it together, right? Because you got the Blu-ray. Yes, so I purchased the Blu-ray of it when it came out uh, shortly after and then ripped it. We did a live kind of viewing event with our uh, uh, streaming that, that we do sometimes on the weekends. But, Tim, had you seen it before then? No. How else was I going to see it? Because I think uh, it's a shame that this movie's not getting as much uh, attention as it, I think it deserves because it's a great fucking movie. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say this. Um, I mean, we did kind of spoil that it is a horror comedy, but, but Tim, like you, I went into this completely blind. I just heard, mm-hmm. like, metal space Viking horror movie. Yeah, and because I was we like, were supposed to watch another movie that we were telling everybody for, like, a week. This is the movie we're going to watch on Friday night. Then when you got mm-hmm. the DVD, you're just like, no, we're watching this one. Yeah, exactly. I got this one, and I was like, nope, never mind. Fuck it, changed my mind <laughs> completely. In the first ten minutes of it, I was like, "Never mind, never mind. We have to, we have to change directions entirely." So, that, yeah, that's I think awesome. this is a movie that you, if you, all you need to do is watch the first ten minutes of it, and oh. you're going to know whether or not it's for you or not. Exactly. The first ten minutes of it are super duper tight. So, Charlie, what about you? Did you see it? Uh, were you there with us for the? I was live actually. Yeah, I was there when you guys live streamed it and I watched it and I remember enjoying it very much mm-hmm. because it was quite a fun movie to watch. Uh, there were moments uh, like any good horror comedy that make you uncomfortable for reasons as we'll get into, but yeah. it was like the Not fun. Lactation. What, Tim? <laughs> Not lactation. Yes. Yeah, I was actually outraged at the lack of erotic lactation. Tim, I show you a highbrow Italian cinema one time, and that's all you take away from it. You don't take away the necrophilia, nothing. Well, anyway, but it was just, it was such a fun movie. I was excited to watch it again, and I enjoyed it even more the second time around. A little bit of the the background of the actual movie. Uh, It was written and directed by one Stephen Kostansky, who is a relative newcomer, actually, to to the uh, Canada film circuit, I guess. We shouldn't say Hollywood, because this is a Canadian horror film. With all the frigs, you'll probably figure that out pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, But he had previously done a horror movie that is extremely divisive that I fucking love, which is The Void. So if you haven't seen that one, uh, you should definitely dip into that. Uh, then Which one the... is that? Give me a brief rundown. So, The Void. I don't want to spoil a lot of it, though. Cult. They uh, hospital? Are all... Yes, yes. Okay, cult, done. Hospital, okay, yes, yes, yes. Oh, trying. yeah, well. Why? People didn't like that movie? Yeah, that one's sitting... Like, it's funny. If you go look at uh, both of these movies... On, on like Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, Psycho Gorman is, is hanging like right around the 80% mark. Which is the... disgusting. It should be higher. Yeah. <laughs> where the Give void... it time. You know what? This is going to be a movie. I'm going to call it right now. 
this is a movie in like maybe 10 or 15 years that's just going to be like having all these different re-releases by anchor or whoever the fuck is around by that oh i hope so i hope i so. think you're right tim but but the void is only hanging around like 50 percent, which is insane to me I, I think it might have actually been because of the marketing they were like really pushing that it was the the executive producer of the witch that made it and it is nothing mm. like the witch yeah it's actually exciting Ooh, shots fired at the witch <laughs> come on come on so, for real and i'll be honest with you like coming off of covid like coming off of fucking hell year of 2020 like for me personally this kind of movie psycho gorman was so refreshing to hit into right we had like so much stuff like hereditary and midsommar and a lot of these things that are very much about dealing with like loss and mental illness and, and that's kind of been a lot of what modern horror has been hitting on and then to just be like nah fuck that space vikings deal with it mm -hmm. It hits such a spot that I was just like, didn't know I needed uh, it to hit. And it, do, so. it does it perfectly. It doesn't go too far overboard. And it walks well. the line in a couple of things. It, I could easily see that a lot of the things that I love in this movie, that mm -hmm. if some other movie was doing it, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. But it, it works. It does walk the line a few times. And, and it, Tim, I, I will say this is not universally loved. So... I don't have a theme song or a fun, catchy title for this segment, but I found a one-half star review for Psycho Gorman on Letterboxd. Psycho Tim. Reviews. <laughs> Psycho yeah. Reviews. And Tim, I'm going to just read this review to you, and I just want to get your response, okay? One half out of five stars. This is by Designated Desi on, uh, on Letterboxd. Quite possibly the worst movie ever made. The little girl's overacting was painful, and the oh, bad God. dialogue tried really hard to get a few cheap laughs. The movie was bad at intentionally being a bad movie. I'm surprised by the amount of good reviews this got. I couldn't wait until it ended. <sighs> Is that it? No, Ron. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah. Who is the star of this movie? It's that little girl. Of course. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we can, and we can get into the cast here. So, first of all, like, the, the two protagonists, if, if you could even say that, um, you've got Nita Josie Hanna, who plays Mimi, uh, the precocious, with a capital P, young lady. <laughs> played perfectly, though. Play, right? Played very well, yeah, absolutely. It's... And it's such a difficult thing because you could tell that it was written like this was written by a 40 year old guy with 40 year old guy jokes uh -huh. that had to be delivered by like a 10 year old girl. So it's it, it is over the top and it is cheesy, but it, it comes off to me as very campy. The performance, right? Like it <laughs> knows what it's going for. Yes, exactly. And it's a, it's one of those things again, like, uh, all little kids are psychopaths, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 100%. And she is just, maybe she's just like turned it up a notch. But yeah, it's I could almost... easily see uh, this happening to a, because how, how old are they supposed to be? Like 12, 13 years old, uh, maybe? They never really specify it in the movie. But yeah, she's right around that age. You, yeah. you can tell. Got that. And guess what? You, now you got a psycho gourmet, you got a golem, you got whatever uh, race or religion your, your thing is. That way you got a fucking slave that's going to do whatever you want. See what you would have done. 
That's a very good point. Her counterpart, her older brother, uh, who plays the bitch-ass Luke, uh, Owen Meyer. And, wow. <laughs> like, I've, I've, I don't know. I can't say I coined the phrase bitch-ass, but I've certainly popularized it in recent internet history. Uh, <laughs> but this fucking dude comes off, God, I wanted to slap him. Repeatedly. Oh, my God, Eddie, thank you so much. Thank you so much, because you just triggered something in my mind. Every time I watch this movie, I kept looking at that kid, and I'm like, he looks like somebody. He looks like he could play like the young version of this fucking person in a movie. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out who it was. But as soon as you said bitch ass and want to smack him in the face, I figured out <laughs> Charlie Kirk. Oh, shit, you're right. God damn it. You know what? Everybody needs an origin story. That's what it is. <laughs> Same same size head too. Just put it on an adult body. You got Charlie Kirk. <laughs> yeah, and you'll forgive me for not going over these actors' previous credits because largely they don't have anything going on. All of these people are pretty much uh, newcomers to it. Then we've got two credits for Psycho Goreman for PG. We've got a Matthew Ninabar who actually did the physical acting, and then a Stephen Valhos who did the voice work. Now. Fun fact with poor Matthew here. Tim, how long do you think it took for this dude to get into this makeup every day? I'm going to have to say it had to be at least eight to nine hours. Okay, Charlie? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say more than that. I'm going to say in and out, I'd say probably 14 hours total. Total. Well, you know what, Charlie? You nailed it, buddy. Seven wow. fucking hours when he showed up and seven hours to get it removed when he left. Because a oh, lot wow. of the prosthetics and everything, they don't want to damage. Well, you didn't tell me we were combining the time between putting it oh, on okay, and taking it Okay, but you off. still didn't say seven, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I might I have. Do, I can do the math in my own head, dog. Like, that's not a problem. Yeah, he spent so much time in the costume that... People like would see him walking around out of makeup and out of the costume and be like, who's this fucking guy? And they called security on him. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did he like, did they have a special attachment so he could just like pee in that thing? Because that had to be a bitch. Oh, he had to have. I mean, I mean you got to suffer for your art. That's true. Look, man, it, it, exactly. If you're going to be making this, right, you look at mm -hmm. like, like taxi driver, right? The shit that, that Pacino put himself through, you know, mm -hmm. learned how to drive a taxi. You mean De Niro? De Niro. Sorry. <laughs> God damn he it. He does that shit all the time. I do this all the time. It's because I'm thinking I'm myself, I'm like, Gene Kelly. God damn it. Gene Kelly, yeah. <laughs> no, the shit that De Niro put himself through, that raging bull, again, you know, the gaining the weight, the losing the weight. This he dude, was Christian Bale before Christian Bale. He really was, yeah. This dude, yeah, I don't know. He probably had some sort of a weird bladder that, that his dick was hooked up to. Uh, God, if he had to shit, I don't even want to know. That that seems like an ordeal with this you know, costume. That, it, that <laughs> just explains why Psycho Gorman is just such an asshole all the time. He can't shit. He can't pee. He probably can't even eat. Oh, he eats. We, we see that. Uh, then we cut to Adam Brooks, who plays the dad, Greg, secretly the hero of the movie. <laughs> 
You know? (laughs) As much as I hate to admit it, I think he might be one of my favorite characters in the movie. (laughs) He's not. He doesn't play a particularly heroic dude, but he's very relatable. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Let's put it this way. I watch this for my wife. I'm getting some sideways looks. (laughs) Oh, really? I'm glad you're not the only one who said that, Tim. Thank you. Oh, God. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of other people. The mom was played by uh, Alexis Carahancy. Pandora by Christian McCulloch. That was the Pan- Pandora's the, the crazy angel lady. And then everybody mm-hmm. else was just a bunch of weird voices. So, uh, what about the cops? Uh, Who also, know? I think this might be also one of my all time favorite. Do you call this guy a monster? Well, we'll, we'll get to it. It's a, it's a good one. So, yeah, you had Robert Homer, who played Vince the cop, and then Rick uh, Amsbury, who played Dennis. Dennis was the cop that didn't get transformed. So Okay, yes. Yeah, Vince the cop. Everybody Holy stop shit. this fucking podcast and watch the movie. Please, yeah, it's so fucking good. Exactly, and you know what? Come you, back and listen to us after you watch it. Don't, don't just stop it. But you don't. Yeah, actually, listen to the podcast too. <laughs> like everybody, you know what? That's a very good point, Tim. Everybody says, like, look, stop the podcast and go watch. Nobody ever says, then come back and listen to the podcast after you're done. Well, Tim or Eddie, we've been uh, we've been meaning to tell you. Yeah, everybody just stops, watches the the movie, and then they don't come back. Exactly. Like, what the fuck could they say? That's how we're going to get... We're already in the top 5%. That's how we're going to break the top 3%. That's true. Then we just need to get into the 1%. Then all of those (laughs) protesters can hate us. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's about it. I mean, there's not really a lot of uh, other production stuff behind the, the scenes that you can find out there. Anything like, on, uh, I know I didn't do any research, so I shouldn't be asking, but what about the people who did the makeup and the special effects? So the effects crew that did it, um, I had the name of them written down because, I mean, really, if you're talking about the star of the show, it's, it's the special effects people. So you have Maddie Styles that did the uh, costume design, mm-hmm. Nicole Rodriguez and Jen Tate who did the makeup work. So, I mean, phenomenal jobs by them, and then visual effects. Yeah, because don't forget, they had to do that same fucking shit for 14 hours a day, too, just like him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly true. Visual effects, by the way, uh, was headed off by this guy, Michael Allen, who you might recognize from Skyfall, Rogue One, the 2012 Total Recall. I mean, yeah, person. I will forgive him the recall for the Rogue One. It uh, evens the scale out. <laughs> yeah, person knows their shit. And uh, I love, um, I have to give a special shout out here really quickly to Rufio Lue, who is a stunt performer. Wait, uh, his name is Rufio? Yes. Did you, Damn, he did must you... have a tough time in the bar. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't like grow up with this guy, Tim? Because I've heard a lot of your friends' names. <laughs> so... And and I'll get back to Rufio here uh, toward the end of the movie because there's a very good stunt cut that's him. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous stunt work I've seen, but I fucking love it. So yeah, I think other than that, we can go ahead and get to the story. Uh, what of it there is? Um, Just enough? All we need? So I think if you've never watched this, um, w- what I would say... Is stop the podcast. Stop the podcast, <laughs> watch it, and then come back and listen to the podcast. Because I'm going to make a comparison. 
We have in Psycho Goreman the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past from the future from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. When this dude goes off on his jags and his rants about his backstory, because the universe of this movie is so fleshed out and so lived in. <laughs> the opening text scrawl, and I'll do my best to just summarize it, right? Many moons ago on Gygax. By the way, Gygax, if you look it up, you can get the trivia on this one, but I didn't need to. That's the man who invented Dungeons and Dragons, Gary Gygax. Wow. Okay, mm -hmm. inside joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nerd joke. Uh, there's so many of them in this, too. Anyhow, on the planet Gygax, a nameless evil ruled. The forces of light rose against it, defeated it, and imprisoned it. And now we cut to... And if blink if you'll miss it, Tim, this is a period piece. I was going to ask that. Yeah. So this is set in the 1990s, and it mm -hmm. is referenced one time exactly. Otherwise, like, besides, uh, because it's Canada. Holy fucking shit, that's right. There's not even, like, a cell phone or anything like anybody mm -hmm. even talking about why mm -hmm. they can't get cell, cell phone reception to take videos. Exactly. And plus, this is Canada, so it's like, who knows? Maybe they still don't have Do cell phones. Do they have phones. cell phones up there? Come <laughs> on. Know. They got to have them by now, right? I don't know. They had an ad for a guy selling denim, and I don't feel like you need to sell denim particularly hard in Canada. Okay, I got a great idea. When they finally do get cell phones in Canada, I'm yeah. going to make a denim phone cover. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just like a <laughs> denim iPhone case? Yep, that's it. You know what? We that's and the that's galaxy, how Tim became a millionaire. Oh, my God. Yeah, Well, a, a million loonies. There yeah, you. loonies and toonies. They got fucking cartoon money up there. Uh <laughs> So, we we do know people that can. Eddie's work. just shitting on everybody else's currency. Damn, man. <laughs> well, the first one was before we were recording, and it was just that was more of a sexist joke than than a uh, currency joke. I said sure. I don't respect okay. the. I, I said if I alien. Okay, so I, thanks, Tim. Three layers to get to the joke. I made a joke on Twitter because somebody was talking about domestic abuse in the UK, and I said, "What England lost." Uh, <laughs> Which now this joke is two weeks old. So well, you then, didn't have to tell it. No, That's no. It. You it's... could have left something to the imagination, man. No, it's fine. So we were talking about that, and Tim's like, you know what? Fuck everybody in the UK. <laughs> we don't want their money. So you actually started this one, Tim. And then I pointed out I don't respect their money because there's a woman on it. I was making a very sexist <laughs> joke. But a very valid point. <laughs> but a <laughs> no, Patreon doesn't have a woman on it, right? No, I think it's got a uh, Sigma male on it. Patreon.com forward slash bloody bits, by the way. Uh, you know oh, what? We're going to take Bitcoin and uh, Dogecoin or whatever the fuck that other no, one I'm is not and uh, take... Yelbocoin. I'm not taking any of that shit. I'm going to start my own currency. Crypt Why not? Crypto? You're going to start your own crypto? Why not? Yelbocoins. Yeah. All you have to do is PayPal Yo Tim some money and he'll, he'll give you the coins. He doesn't understand seen... how blockchain <laughs> technology or encryption works, but he'll do it. Well, speaking about blockchains, have you seen that there's some fucking company, uh, some scientists in South Korea who invented a toilet bowl that when people take a dump in it, it turns it into electricity? What? And you get paid for taking a dump into it, but they're paying you with like a cryptocurrency that you can only use in that building's cafeteria to buy 
<laughs> bananas, instant noodles, peanuts, corn. And I'm thinking, holy shit, how Fiber. genius is that? You can only buy shit that's going to make you shit. The you more you shit, the we more coins find... you get to buy something that makes you shit. We can finally get paid for our favorite pastime. Am I right, guys? We've, <laughs> we've finally created a perpetual motion device. Yeah, that's it, right? Just powered by bowel movements. And Tim, I would say that that is more of a cryptocurrency. Oh, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so we cut to, yeah, our, our two main protagonists. And they're playing Crazy Ball. So Crazy Ball is it's Calvin Ball, right? Mm-hmm. Effectively, you grab a, a little like a dodgeball looking thing, throw it as far as you can. Then you have to run past the other person to go get the ball that, that they threw. And then you just keep throwing the ball at each other as hard as you can. And we've, we've determined that, that the stakes on this one is that the winner is the champion of the universe. And the loser must be buried alive. So, so those are some stakes, man. Uh, they're playing it. They're having a good time running, chasing each other. And we get some very like epic shots and cuts and music. And then, you know, they, they do this great shot that's zoomed out slightly without the music. And it just looks like two kids just like playing around like a bunch of assholes, like yelling about rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Luke... Luke manages like a five point butt bonus shot when he smacks her in in the ass, Mimi, in the ass with the ball. But then we get to, they both throw the ball. The balls collide in the air. And this is immediately a problem because this puts us into a sudden death scenario. Switcheroo. The switcheroo, yep. Where you switch your points with your opponent plus one. Or you absorb all of your opponent's points plus one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I think what it win. is is I think you get all the points that you need to win mm-hmm. plus one. Okay. So it's <laughs> effectively it's like uh, the I win button. And, and what you have to do at this point is you run at the other person and the first person to punch the other person wins. <laughs> Which, like what? Okay. That's, that's a great rule. So they run at each other, and Mimi just punches her brother Luke and wins. So now we cut to it's nighttime, and Luke is digging his own grave. And <laughs> I remember when we were watching this in the stream, I have long since said, if, if you ever see anybody digging at night, leave, and then call the police. Really? You want to get that hassle of being a witness? Mm, anonymous tip to the police, let's say. Okay. You know what? From listening to a lot of true crime podcasts, Tim, there are more people out and about at night who witness people digging holes than you would imagine. Like, every fucking time I turn around, they're like, and then there were at least two witnesses. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? At 3 a.m.? Yeah, but those are meth heads looking for meth, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. There's more people watching you than you think. Oh, that was a, that was a Breaking Bad thing. When they were trying to break into the uh, the meth den to steal back that's, from oh, that's meth. right. Yeah, and they couldn't get. <laughs> yeah, and he just Walt... started digging a hole in the front yard, and they both came out. <laughs> yeah, he just started digging, and he said, "Yeah, Dave said it's uh, buried here." And the guy's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, here, grab a shovel." <laughs> uh, meth heads love teamwork. I'll tell you that much, for sure. So no, he's digging his own grave and uh, dings the old. Uh, 
shovel into something, scrapes away a little bit of the loose dirt at the bottom of there, and we find the stone from Wishmaster. It's this nice, big, red, glowy, ruby-looking stone. And he well, goes first he to, thought it was his grandmother, too. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, we dug up grandma. So there, there's, I mean, there might be some secrets in this family that we need to further investigate. Definitely, especially because of what Mimi says later about grandma. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, what she knocks about grandma. I know. <laughs> so... So I, I love that, that he sees it and he's like, oh, this is cool. I mean, he's like, yeah, move, loser. I won. I'm the champion. So whatever the fuck you found down there that's cool, I get it. And he just kind of like bitches out. He's like, all right, I guess I did lose. And she uncovers a little more of it. And there's all these little like indentations and runes that are surrounding it. And she it does like this a game of fucking Simon. Yeah, and she does like a little weird game of Simon thing with it where she's kind of booping it and making a, like a dumb little kid's rhyming thing. But first try, she gets the combo right. The stone pops out. She snags it, gets out of there because uh, the ground starts a rumbling. Now, and this is such a kid move. It's like, oh shit, mom and dad are going to catch us. <laughs> Not like, what the fuck's going on? We better get some help. Like, ah, shit, they're going to catch us. We better bury this shit. <laughs> and, just open up the gates of hell, maybe. Yeah. And the, it takes them no time, by the way, to fill the hole back. And then this hole is a substantial hole. Uh, I don't think this is the first time that they've been digging holes. Because I yeah. think later on, uh, the parents don't freak out as much as they should. They're quite impressed, they fucking, uh, hole dug in their fucking backyard. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. good for catching the hobos, though. Yeah, it's a good point. Dig a hole, you, you stick some sticks sticking up over there, you cover it with a little piece of tarp and some, you know, little loose Put dirt on Put some light train underneath it, that's it. When the hobo there you knocks go. the stick over, he goes right in the pit. That's how you, you know, catch Charlie. There you go, man. Psycho <laughs> Gorman can build an army, but you can build an army doing that, too. An army of the homeless. They don't need oh, to eat an much? An army of the night train. Let me tell you, you've never seen more motivated people when they're under the influence of meth and nitrine. So, Wait, mom... Do you do meth and drink nitrine at the same time? Not personally, no. Yeah, it's called I the was... Sacramento Speedball. Yeah, Tim, <laughs> that hasn't made its way east yet? Not yet, I'm waiting. So mom comes out, and mom's like, what the fuck are you doing out here? They're like, nothing. Which, immediately, you know, there's a problem. She's like, yeah... You know, it's 9 p.m., right? Or no, she asks him, what time is it? They both say 9. And she's like, well, what, what happens at 9? Uh, we got to go to bed. All right. Well, I guess we'll get back to your hijinks a little bit later. So now we cut to Luke being tucked in. And I think he's like, what, 12 in this maybe? Because he's older than Mimi. Yes. And he's mm -hmm. getting tucked in. And he just asks his dad. He's like, hey, dad. This whole monsters thing, you know, that we've all been thinking about recently. Are they, like, real or what? And his dad, like, gets all philosophical on him real quick. He's like, I mean, actually, if you think about it, humans, in a way, are the real monsters. But, you know, when he says it, too, he doesn't say it philosophically. He just says it like a loser dad would say, which, like, it kind of gives you a, gives it away his character like right off the bat he's just kind of like well son and you're like oh this fucking guy no i think he just saw that line delivered on tv 
like maybe within like 24 yeah. hours and he's like oh yeah i got to use this again nice mm -hmm. it's like that there's a joke about that in um family guy where peter's watching some talking heads show and uh they're reviewing a book and one of the guys says yeah i found the book to be shallow and pedantic and then he just says hmm shallow and pedantic then they go to have dinner he he's and Lois, the wife, asks him, how was the meatloaf? And he's like, mm, well, frankly, Lois, I found it shallow and pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's the dad in this. He just kind of like heard someone say humans are the real monsters on some trailer for a movie. I guarantee he saw it on TV. Yep. And the he mom's like. TV, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. And the mom just like looks at him like, you dumb shit. And he looks at the kids she's like, no, there's no monsters. Like, very matter of fact. So then she notices he's got a giant gash on his forehead. And she's like, by the way, you have this giant cut on your forehead. What the fuck is that about? Like, ah, nothing. I fell down some stairs or something. Like, That's oh. That's what she call him out for losing at uh, Crazy Ball? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you lost at Crazy Ball, huh? Like, yeah. All right, well, now we're going to go talk to your sister. Because clearly she's got more personality than you. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the meeting. She's going to get this movie going. She does. And she jump starts it in this scene, man. Because <laughs> they go to her and they're like, look, we know you're abusing your older brother. Can you chill on that for a second? And she's like, yeah, yeah. By the way, all this monster talk, what's going on with all this monster talk? Are they, are they real? And they're like, no, what, 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 what do you guys keep asking us about monsters? No, of course not. She's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. She's like, hey, uh, Mom. It's like, what? If monsters are real, can you tell him to kill Luke first? Because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She thinks she's, she, she's also going to die, right? But she wants to know that her brother's dead before she is. Well, yeah, and because, it might yeah. afford her an opportunity to get out. Exactly, Tim, because you're only, what is it? You're only as good as the slowest person. So That's as long true. as you can yeah. outrun him, you're fine. Well, yeah, it's the old, you don't have to outrun the cheetah, you have to outrun Hank. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all you got to do. So that night, both kids wake up because they hear something outside that startles them. And they begin this uh, kind of a cool little move that they do with this, is that for some reason the kids know Morse code. Uh, not sure why. Maybe that's a thing you need for survival in the 1990s in Canada. No cell phones. True. No texting, right? True. Maybe they had walkie-talkies that you could beep with. So uh, they're, they're knocking back and forth, saying, hey, did you hear that noise? What was that? And he says, I, I think we woke up Grandma. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Woke up Grandma? He's and convinced that Grandma's buried in this fucking backyard. How does he have this in his head? Look, he's afraid of monsters. Grandma might be buried in the backyard. And then I love that Mimi reassures him. Did he go him. to Grandma's funeral and see them putting her in the fucking ground in the cemetery? That I mean, you're assuming that, Tim. Grandma might be buried in the backyard. Uh, look, who knows what they do up in Canada? Yeah, exactly. But then Mimi reassures him. She's like, no, no. Remember, I told you, Grandma's going to be in hell for all of eternity. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the, what the fuck did Grandma do? <laughs> like... She'll never touch you again. Don't worry. <laughs> I guess, man. So then the, the cool red stone just starts, like, pulsing. And Mimi's like, what the that fuck? That would explain the husband, right? 
Grandma is obviously the mother of the father, not the mother. Oh, maybe. Or maybe it is the mother of the mother, and she's like the mother up to 200%. She's a little awful. A little more crazy with that. Because the dad, I mean, the dad, like, taken to his heights would just be a sloth. Well, I don't know, because, I mean, the dad says some stuff later about his parents, too, and they're not exactly soft on him. Yeah, that's true. And he does he does have an interesting conversation at dinner time that we'll have to get into. Mm-hmm. So then, as the stone's pulsing, Mimi's looking at it like, what the fuck's going on? And then we hear another knock, and it's the mom knocking, and Morris goes, like, just go to sleep. Just shut the fuck up. Go to sleep. Yeah, so she heard the whole thing, and she heard her what? two kids talking about, don't worry, grandma's in hell burning for all of eternity. Yeah, and she didn't seek to, like, correct them. She didn't seek to tell the no. kids, like, you didn't Stop wake up right grandma. <laughs> Is there, a, like, a prequel to Psycho Gorman where, like, it's some sort of a deadite scenario with grandma that she's in some old well that they covered over in the backyard? And that's why Mimi's kind of blasé about finding shit in the backyard. Yeah, and about just life and death in general and monsters. She's seen it all. Yep. So we scan outside real quick and we see a hand emerge from the ground whence they uh, reburied whatever was under there. And the next morning we cut to the tetanus factory where a couple of hobos have broke in. They're looking for a night train and, and uh, some meth. What did they just rob? Did they rob a church or a fucking like antique I, store? I think they robbed an old man because they talk about how an old man was putting up a fight for his wedding photo. Yeah. And then I think yeah. it's implied that they killed him. But yeah, they definitely, of... they say that they killed him. Because mm -hmm. one of them just holds up my wife's grandma and grandpa's uh, photo that they sent us years ago uh, that we never hung up because it's creepy. And he's like, he's got a nice frame on it. And the guy's like, yeah, it doesn't have a nice frame any longer. Did they send it with a nice frame or was it just a photo? It was, it was framed. Did you use the frame for something else, or you just have it completely put away? Uh, that's completely put away. Okay. They would not approve of most of the activities in this house, so I think it's... I don't know, maybe we need, like, a weird shame closet where we can put that kind of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You put it in there where you're like, you, Grandma can't see from here. I don't know. I don't need judgmental-looking eyes anywhere. Along with your uh, ventriloquist dummy. Oh, he doesn't judge anything I do. <laughs> you say He's... that, but one day you're going to find That's out. That's right. If that dummy could talk. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd have a uh, third chair on the podcast, finally. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're, they're just like, he do just chucks this framed photo of this, this old couple that, that it was probably a prop at a Sears or something before <laughs> they were trying to advertise the photo lab or whatever yeah because they stole like the most random fucking shit yeah one guy's got like a this old man's house one guy's got like the wrong goblet from indiana jones like <laughs> he chose poorly no i think it's the right one because it, it's just a fucking goblet there's not any rubies or diamonds on it right but it wasn't he made out right of wood one. tim it was metal uh, we all know yeah. jesus was a carpenter i don't know man uh, i think he did po uh, choose poorly because i think he met the exact same fate as Donovan. Pretty fucking much, because then PG steps in. 
our hero. And they, they're like, who the fuck are you? Because he's holding up. He caught the, uh, the framed photo that was thrown back at him. And he shits on them. He's like, ah, listen to this primitive language. <laughs> and their leader of the group, he stands up. He's like, hey, who's this dickless shit? <laughs> hey, man, we fuck? already killed somebody tonight. We're not afraid to do it again. I'm like, yeah. really? That's what you're going to lead with? Hey, don't admit to a crime immediately. Well, let's, all right, you know what? Let's give it to him, Eddie. This guy is obviously, he's not a cop. So <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> and at also this point, guys, it's just entrapment, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, Tim. These guys aren't exactly like brilliant fucking criminals either. Yeah, that's true. They sold a picture frame and a fucking wooden goblet. I mean, it there could be go. maniac cop. Kind of has that kind of vibe a little bit until he steps out of the shadows. Oh shit! That's how you stop Psycho Gorman, maniac cop. Oh, I'd love to see that crossover. Nah, they become nah. roommates. Oh yeah. You know, you're the like the messy one, and I'm the shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I love it. He backhands their leader like a good 20 feet across the room, slams him into a fucking support beam for the tetanus factory, then does the cool like force hold thing on the other two guys and picks them up, tells them like, oh, God, you guys are made out of flesh, man. Flesh is weak. And then just... Paw slaps their fucking heads off. And it's about that moment you realize what kind of movie you're watching, and you're just like, all right, I'm down for this shit. Yeah, because in the beginning, when you just see the kids fucking around, you're like, okay, what is this? Is this going to be like a monster squad? This is going to be like a E.T. and Encino Man? Oh, this is no mm. E.T. No, it's a PG. Although PG does phone home. He <laughs> Eventually, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And so then the leader guy's like, look, man, I saw what you just did to them guys, and I don't want to die. And PG's like, all right, cool. You don't got to die then. You're going to live forever. He Lazarus this motherfucker. He That's does. It. He freezes the dude over in eternal torture. With his eyes just rolling up in his fucking <laughs> Yeah. Like a slot machine. <laughs> yeah, they just keep spinning around and never stopping. Like, some shit's going on with this dude's life now. It's it's not going well. So we got to the next morning, and we see this massive hole in the backyard now. And the whole family's looking down like, okay, wait a minute. Did grandma get out? What's going on here? God damn it. And they're all like, you kids. I, the dad's like, first of all, I'm impressed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, you should never have done this. Yeah. I mean, this was a bad idea. I'm impressed, but this is bad. And now someone's going to have to fill this shit back in. <laughs> and I love they're like, all right, cool. Let's vote on it. I think dad should do it. And then everybody else is like, yeah, dad should do it. He's like, fuck. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, then since I'm your leader... I'm going to go ahead and say that we should all share the effort. And they're like, no, nah, that's, that's not actually how this works. We voted. You do it. Like, Plus, doesn't he have a line where he says some wino could try to do an evil Knievel over the fucking hole yeah. and fall in? That's, yeah, that's how he explains the claw marks pulling it, pulling yeah. that psycho Oh, shit, that's right. The with. wino fell in. Mm -hmm. See, I was thinking it was a hobo. I'm sorry. It was a wino. He thought a wino dug a hole. 
fell into it. I could see a hobo doing it. Hobos, they might be, you know, spry because they got to jump on it for trains. But a wino? No way. No, winos are more like the guy outside of the uh, uh, Silver Shamrock factory. Like, they're more like a lost their will to live. They're all talk, no action. Fucking manhole. Yeah. So they vote, Dad, you got to fill it back in. So Dad's like, all right, cool. And uh, he, he gets like one shovel full of dirt. And he's like, oh, fuck my hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. And at first I thought it was going to be a goof. He's like, yeah, I, ow, my hand. Now you kids fill this fucking thing back in. Right? Mm-hmm. But no, he doesn't. He just <laughs> kind of bitches out on the work. Well, no, what's even funnier, as soon as he says it, the wife goes, that soon? Yeah, yeah. It's like, Really? And it's it's sad because she totally was just like, uh-huh. Yeah, she like she's been here before. Yeah, exactly. That line, that quick or that soon, whatever it was. She's seen this a billion fucking times before, but now he's really pushing it. Let's just say that she hasn't, you know, saying that soon isn't something that she says, you know, every couple of weeks. She probably says it once a day. Or at least every nighttime more. in bed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't think she's getting her back blown out by old Greg here. So. But I mean, if she, I mean, she did at he least twice. Kind of looks like Bob Odenkirk, though, doesn't he, with a mustache and beard? Uh, I mean, I could, I could follow that. He looks to me kind of like more like a deflated Ethan Supley from My Name Is Earl, a little bit. Mm, okay, all right. Maybe not all the way deflated. Yeah, just mostly. Mostly. So the kids are like, all right, well, we, we got to go to school, I guess. And on the way to school, they're having their discussion. Like, look, we clearly cannot call the cops. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, no. What does she say? What does she say? He goes, shouldn't we call the cops? And she goes, no. What's a cop going to do against, against that? And I don't trust cops. Mm-hmm. And she says, I never trusted cops. Yeah. Okay. Not her first run in with the law. Yeah. Well, plus she just found that big red fucking gemstone. You call the cops, they're going to be like, hey, somebody's looking for this thing. You're never going to see that again. No, No. come on. That was a grandma's necklace. Oh, don't even bring grandma up when you talk to the cops. Oh, that's true. That's why she's buried in the backyard. Grandma? Collecting those social security checks or whatever (laughs) it is they have in uh, Canada. Hey, no wonder the dad doesn't have to work. Holy shit, it all adds up. So... Then we get to school. He's on disability because of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> his fucking hand. Oh, and how this ends up with the hand, too, is so good. So then uh, we get to school, and our our dream boat for the movie, Alistair, shows up. And the uh, note that I have is, who names their kid Alistair? <laughs> well, I mean, it is Canada, and I have seen more, like, British men named Alistair than I have American men, so it makes sense. Yeah, and you guys I, I are pretty strange. fucking quiet. But you know what? This kid's already, he's cool enough and good looking enough that he'll be able to get over it being called Alistair. Somebody's going to come up with a cool nickname for him, like maybe like Brainiac or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mimi's flirting with him a little bit. You know, like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Why don't, you, uh, why don't we beat the shit out of uh, Luke here and get the fuck out of here? Then... School barrel, bell rings. She grabs Luke's math homework and just fucking hucks it and runs off. <laughs> My math. <laughs> I'm like, what a goddamn, what a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, like, I, I think at almost 
there's no point in this movie where she's not a almost fucking complete psychopath, right? She could give the Joker a run for the Joker would break up with her in a relationship. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> she would never let him. So then now we go back home, right? It's nighttime. They're like, all right, we got to do some investigation here. They pull out their little CSI kit. You know, they're doing the whole Hardy Boys thing. And they notice that the fence around their property has a big fucking hole ripped through it. Which, why the fuck did they not see that that morning in the light of day, but they could see it way better in the pitch black night? <laughs> Don't Maybe nitpick, they're... Charlie. It's a funny movie. Maybe they were playing it off in the daytime. Maybe they were like, hmm, well, I'm not going to look over what? there. Mom and dad will notice it. Well, well you know, there's a that... big fucking hole in the ground, right? That's where your attention's going to be. You're not going to be true. looking around the rest of the yard. That's the Very thing. True. Tim actually makes a really good point there because how obvious would it have been during the day to be like, why are these claw marks? Hey, look at these footprints. Our fence is gone. And then during the day, they're going to follow it. That's what you logically would do. I like that they establish right off the bat that like the mom's oblivious, the dad's an idiot, and the kids are like, we just don't want to get caught doing what we did. Exactly. Like the kid's entire motive is self-serving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they track the footprints down <laughs> to Another the Another great line is when the kids, the son says... Look, these footprints look like they're pretty regular. It doesn't look like a wino to me. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Dad, you know, Dad's always wrong. How often are they tracking down winos, too? Is this a, like, surviving the game family? What's going on? <laughs> Grandma's buried in, the, buried in the backyard, you know? Nothing faces these kids. You got a little yeah. psychopath. It's the first... You don't think that there's been some fucking dead pigeons popping up around the neighborhood with her? Wait. Since she moved in? Wait this a is... minute, Eddie. You make a good point. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are hunting winos because the dad, instead of saying man is the most dangerous game said that man is the real monster. Mm. Oh, oh they're shit. collecting winos and killing them for the insurance money. Yeah, and, and or the experience. And he's training the children to look at winos as being subhuman monsters. Oh, this makes but so who's much the sense. real monster. Now look, <laughs> it, you know what this is? It's like what the fuck was that the movie that could have been really good frailty? Where the dad oh, with Bill Paxson? Yeah, yeah, where the dads like have these holy instruments that we have to use mm -hmm. to kill demons. Maybe this is like a frailty family. The dad's like, oh, those winos, they keep <laughs> Holy shit, that's right. Maybe that's why he's so like fucking lazy and shit like that, because he's like the leader of the fucking cult. Mm. There you and go. this is the last sister wife who hasn't left him. <laughs> <laughs> it all adds maybe that's why he's so fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to make his rounds to all the sister wives. If that was true, he wouldn't care if his, if his wrist hurt. Good point. He wouldn't give a fuck about that. And he'd have a better TV, I have to assume. So, In at least one of the houses. Yeah. So they tracked uh, the, uh, the footprints down to the old tetanus factory. Yeah, wait, hold on. Sorry. I don't, I don't want to derail the show. But in a situation like the sister wife things where they have like the three houses, which mm -hmm. one gets the biggest TV? Do they all have the same size TV? Mm. Is it the same year, the same model? Is it all up think, to date with the HDMI 2.1? What's going on? I think that's how you establish who the favorite wife is. That's a dominant thing, right? Yeah. The biggest TV? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the number one sister wife. <laughs> is it? Because that's the house you want to hang out at more, Tim. The one with the biggest TV. Hell yeah, come on. 
What about if one of them's got a pool? Hmm. You see what I mean? There's a lot of angles you could take with this. But you know what? That's what you do. That's what you do. You spread the amenities out evenly. See, there you go. That's right. This one's got the 75-inch TV. This one's got the swimming pool. This one's got the sauna. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this one is just barren. I can have my fun and do whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, this is where I bring you the guys whores. are fucking quiet tonight. What's going on? Let's wake up here. <laughs> hey, we're trying to give you a chance to talk, fucker. You, hey, you know me, man. I'm this I'm, is our redemption I'm episode. Listening to your voices. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm gonna have to whip out a book of jokes here. Hold on. Okay, whip out a whip out your best joke. While okay, while we go. you know what? No joke. When I was on the show the first time, like three uh -huh. weeks before, you had established on the show that guests would tell a joke. I had a joke ready to go, and you never asked me, and I resent you to this day for this that. Is, he this... did the same thing with me. When he, he did right before I was supposed to do Dawn of the Dead, my very first episode with him. He has Mike do a fucking rap battle. And I'm like, I better this write was... some kind of fucking rap down about zombies just so I have it. And nothing. This was my favorite thing in the first year was like having people on for the first time and being like, okay, well, you know, we do this thing. And clearly they mm -hmm. don't know we do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's also a good way to see if anybody's listened to the show before actually being on it, right? Yeah, yeah. And you did, Tim. So you won, buddy. Uh, you you yeah. got to join I the show the uh, during Bullvember. So. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah, they're at the tetanus factory now. And uh, we look around, and we see the guy frozen in pain, like, standing there. They stumble back, and we see old PG has done a little bit of artwork on the walls with fucking entrails. And Which actually PG. looks pretty cool. That whole shot, it's still, once again, you don't know what kind of movie this is. It's right. funny, but you see that, and you're like, oh, fuck. These kids are fucked. Yeah, you're like these kids are gonna. I'm just gonna see a kid fucking killed in mm. frame. Like I'm, I'm, and I'm ready. I'm totally. Let's do this. I'm always ready for kids to be killed in movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, buddy. Yep. So kill a we... kid in a movie, you already got like nine out of the ten points you need with me. <laughs> kill two kids? Oh, buddy. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Instant classic. So Tim we... is on Rotten Tomatoes that night. <laughs> yeah. So. They, uh, Mr. PG walks out and delivers the line, uh, is that fear that I smell? How sweet. <laughs> and PG does his weird force hold thing on Luke and monologues to him about like, look, man, I'm going to kill you, right? But the sweet release of the death that I'm going to provide you with is going to be so, so much better than you staying around and watching your entire planet being torn asunder by me. He says, are you man? Because those other things that I killed previously, like that dude you see over there on the wall, the artwork, <laughs> he called himself man. So if you're man, then, you know, we're going to go ahead and take care of you that way. And then Mimi flips. She's like, look, man, I'm, I'm not man. Okay, I'm woman. And... <laughs> this fucking wiener over here is my brother, so you need to let him go or else. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> this is probably not the guy to be fucking with. But She don't give a shit, man. No. She does don't not care. fucking care. She's a sociopath. You put that little girl in prison, you put her in the toughest fucking prison in America, <laughs> and two weeks later, she's running that fucking cell block. Yeah, she's selling your ass. So, <laughs> and For cigarettes that she doesn't even smoke. Exactly. 
Exactly. Just so she can get, you know, like honey buns or something. Those are big currency, <laughs> by the way, in prison. Which is coincidentally what she's calling you. Can you make alcohol you. out of a honey bun? Anything with sugar, you can make alcohol out yeah, of. Yeah, that's prison. what I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm figuring all the yeah. shit with sugar has got to be oh, like a big thing. Oh, and you know what? And it's bread, too, so there's yep. yeast. Yeah, okay. God damn, no wonder the yeah. currency, Tim. Good, good it's fucking sugar bread. I listen to some podcasts about prison life. Yeah? You know, you never know, just in case. You got to get ready. <laughs> Tim, I don't <laughs> think you have to worry if you go to prison. I think you'll be fine. Uh, I don't know. That death force thing, you never know. Uh, some yeah, things you... there's no statute of limitations on. You got some tattoos from back when you were in Death Force that might get you... No, see, I think I said this. I don't know if I said it on our show or some other show. I never understood the thing with gang tattoos. It's just mm-hmm. like, why just fucking give yourself a big fucking fingerprint on your fucking forehead? Or in the yeah. back with your fucking... All the tattoos that are on the back of you. I have a tattoo of uh, Dark Side of the Moon on my leg. Pink Floyd, the owl. Of course And like, as soon as I got that, I'm like, yeah. if I ever commit a crime, I can never wear shorts. Yeah. Hey, it's the guy that had a dark side of the moon. He's the one that was uh, buying pot. And then the, the, the cops are just like, what? There's, we got a hundred dudes reported with the dark side of the moon. They're just going to respond to every head shop in the area. They're going to be like, all right. I think he had a uh, black velvet poster with them underneath his arm, too. <laughs> yeah, he had a black Do they still light make them? hooked up to a battery that posters? he was running with. Yeah. Yeah, they actually, uh, so, yeah, they Should make I myself still? a fucking Bruce Lee blacklight poster. Come on. Dude, dude, uh, when I lived in Reno 10 years ago, I, there was, like, a used record shop, and you could sell, like, all sorts of crap there, you know, like, oh, and if it was music-related, they would buy it. Some dude came in, he goes, yeah, my grandpa died, you guys want this? And he pulled out a box of unopened blacklight posters from, like, the 60s and 70s, and they oh. were all, like, Zeppelin and Floyd and Bob Marley, mm, like, man. all this shit, and they were, like... Yeah, and he goes, yeah, you guys can have it. I don't even want to sell it. And they were was selling the Bruce Lee it. one there because I remember I had the Bruce Lee one when I was a kid. That was I don't a whole montage of all like all the sh- uh, shots from Bruce Lee. That's kind of sick though. I should look that up. But yeah, they were flipping them for like fifty bucks a piece, and people Jesus. were coming and buying a shit ton of them. Oh, That's yeah. insane. Damn, you get it home, you unroll it, and it's just a fucking blank paper with all the fuzz falling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> fifty bucks for this, and I can't snort it. Uh, oh, you'll be snorting it no matter what. Yeah, you don't really have an option. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tim, they make Blacklight Bruce Lee posters still. All right. There you go, Tim. So, yeah, Wiener Brother gets let go immediately, almost as though Psycho Goreman didn't do it intentionally. And we see that the stone. Yeah, this is, is like glowing. a real Terminator, Terminator 2 moment, right? Yeah, yeah. And he looks and he says, oh, shit, that's the gem of. One of those stupid names, Paradaxite, Paradaxite, whatever. So PG picks up a barrel immediately and goes to Donkey Kong, toss it at them like you do, right? (laughs) Good call. But she says, hey, knock it off and explain what's going on here, fucker. And he's like, God damn it. So he has to put the barrel down. He's like, all right, look, as long as you have that fucking gem, I have to do what you say, right? But Mm -hmm. I want you to know. That once I get that gem, this shit is over. And I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to kill him. And I'm going to kill your family. And I'm going to kill everyone else after I do that. Because first, I hate you. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's cool. Let's, you know, let's take uh, this uh, old puppy here for a spin real quick. You know, uh, yeah, spin my brother around. So he does. He picks him up, a little force 
pickup thing like Vader would do, spins him around. And uh, while he's spinning, he's like, look, I just want to remind you that you're going to suffer an unimaginable torment. And then Luke gets, she's like, all right, put Luke down. He's whining too much. <laughs> like just ignoring <laughs> that she's being Luke is a little bit dizzy, threatened. right? Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, man. Oh, God. He's stumbling around and he bumps into the fucking frozen guy. Which that is so fucking funny because that is exactly what a kid would do. Of course. Yeah. And the frozen guy just falls over. His head explodes. And Psycho Gorman's pissed. He's like, oh, motherfucker. He says, that my was... masterpiece. Yes. That was my masterpiece. And you fucked it up. The kid's like, he's oh. supposed to be there for, that, for all of eternity, right? Yeah. Feeling that and, fucking pain. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, it's over. You fucked it up for me. The kid's like, oh, sorry, I guess, man. I don't know. And then they got to the, just the disembodied mouth of it on the ground. And it just says, thank you. <laughs> but it's funny because he's like, you could hear the relief. He's like, thank you. And he's like, oh, now I can die. Oh. Yeah. And again, the special effects in the way they have it, this would be like a, 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 Fuchi, a Fuchi movie from the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Or some over the top fucking gore fest thing. Yeah. Everything it's, is it's, chunky. It's all chunky. It's all wet. It's all like really, but but really like not trauma, like bullshitty, smashed watermelons and, whoa, and whoa, neon whoa, whoa. blood. Whoa, you're supposed to use a cantaloupe. Lloyd has said that many times, sir. Cantaloupe, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Is it cheaper? No, because they're closer in size to a human head than a, oh. than a watermelon. Yeah, still ridiculous. <laughs> so... PG's like, God damn it. Speedy's like, all right, what's your name at least? I want to know what your name is. And he gives the little things like, I'm the Archduke of Nightmares. Mimi's like, yeah, that's a stupid name. So we're going to come up with a new name for you. Uh, why don't you run in place for a minute? We're just going to workshop this. <laughs> and he's just like, <sighs> it's like, fuck. This bitch has got the fucking stuff. I can't tell her no. Like, I have to do it because that's the whole conceit of the movie is because my soul is connected to this stone. That's what gave me the powers. We'll find out later on. But, okay. So, he's running in place. And he's bitching about it the whole time. And they're like, yeah, it's, uh, we got all sorts of dumb names we're going to try to come up with for you. But they eventually si- settle on Psycho Goreman. So Mimi's like, hey, it's Psycho Goreman. We're going to just call you PG. What do you think? He's like, I fucking hate it. She's like, that's great. Why don't you go sit down and shut up over there in that corner? We're going to go to bed. We'll come back tomorrow morning, and we'll uh, talk a little bit more. Peace. And he's like, fuck. And you just see him walk over. <laughs> this is what she does a long goodbye? <laughs> yeah. He's like, bye. And just trailing off, and he just walks over to this shitty fold out metal chair, sits down on it, can't do shit about it. He's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and already, when we were first watching this streaming, Tim, I'm already like, okay, I'm digging this. I was into this movie within the first like five minutes for real. Yeah. Yep. And then we cut to the intergalactic console. Oh, God. <laughs> And it is the greatest collection of bleep blops and weird face <laughs> monsters. Yeah. Yep. And rubber faces. Don't forget, things. Bleep Block is one of the good ones. So he's, he's, okay. he's all right. Yeah. 
That's, that's who you get the space beer from. He might be made of gas, but you can trust him. And uh, it's just everything from that shitty cantina scene. But right? there but, is one that we were, stands above the rest. So we right? were watching this on the stream. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then the camera just pans over. And there is the stupidest looking brain with like somebody hot glued eyes on it. And it attempts to like emote by them bending like weird membranes that are under the brain. And it's under a dumb looking like glass <laughs> dome. I have it written down. It looks like a fucking bubblegum machine. Yeah, it looks like a bubblegum machine fucked with one of a the nightmare inside of it from Mars attacks. I love how uh, his facial expressions, you can tell it's a puppet and like his teeth just suck in, you know, <laughs> yeah, the face just sucks in and folds under the rubber brain. It's the dumbest look. And when we were watching it on the stream, I fucking lost it <laughs> because I just couldn't not lose it at this stupid looking alien. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> and all I know is, thank God this movie wasn't done with CGI with that. Because oh, yeah. it would have looked like a fucking idiot thing. It would not have been anywhere half as good as it is being so... a fucking puppet. But, but you know what, you... Tim? You mentioned that with, with uh, the computer effects. If you watch the effects, I was when I was watching it today, uh, what they can't do with real effects, they do with like... Uh, stop motion or clay yeah. backgrounds which mm -hmm. made the movie even better mm -hmm. yes and because... like miniature shots and forced um perspective things too yeah. when they're going yeah. on all the planets and uh what's that big gigantic battle scene over the hell bridge there's so many of these giant battle scenes and shit oh, yeah. that are so great that, that we'll get to so yeah dumb brain in the jar fucking love that guy and so the Intergalactic Council found out that he's awakened. And then the Templar, Pandora, who's this giant cyber angel piece of shit, will what find out. What a great out. fucking costume design, though, right? Really oh, good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really great costume design. And she's like, look, we should have killed his ass, okay? And then they're all like, yeah, I mean, you probably couldn't kill him, though, because you all kind of suck. And they're <laughs> like, no, 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 I, I can kill him. Don't worry, because the power of my gods. And then one of the glee globs is like, yeah, that's funny, gods. Yeah, I didn't see Star Wars, so let me mouth off. And I'm going to talk some shit to this big, crazy-looking... Like, we all look the same, crazily. <laughs> yes, that's like, right. Out of everybody weird. in this room, she's standing head and shoulders above everybody else. Minus brain in the jar guy. We all just look like weird, lizardy, reptilian like frog guys or some shit so it's like don't do that i'm like don't you're, you're gonna get in trouble and immediately she's like i'm sorry what but who was just making a, a comment he's like no no it's cool i wasn't like i didn't say anything she just walks over and starts choking him and there's so many scenes of people just getting their shit choked in this movie <laughs> <laughs> and he's like look you do know my people stopped this fucker before right and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. And he just gets dropped to the floor. He's just huddling under her, kissing her feet. And at this point... Yeah, that's right, he's licking her boots. Yeah, literally. See him. And then, so she's like, all right, dude, little guy, come in here. 
and the dumbest looking little fucking floating <laughs> robot <laughs> comes in. And I'm like, oh God, I don't, I guess I was laughing too hard the first time at the fucking stupid brain guy to, to notice this dude, but elevated the movie, this guy. And she's like, hey, bring, what, what are the things on this planet? Uh, humans. She's like, all right, go get, get me one. <laughs> Just like immediately teleports this poor woman into the room. Zoop. Tim, imagine yeah, this. It kind of looks like how yeah. they do in the uh, time travel thing with, on the Loki episode too. Haven't watched it. So, Tim, imagine this. You're at home just, like, washing the dishes or something, right? Yes. All of a sudden, zip, you're there. You're looking at these gleep blobs. Mm-hmm. I think my brain would explode, and they'd have to put my body into a robot. They'd have to take the brain in the jar, and they'd have to stick the, that in your body. That's right, yes. Oh, maybe that would be the whole point. They blow my mind, and that's, that's how he gets a new body. But tr- joke's on him. He didn't see this body. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you, dude. You're stuck with this. <laughs> so immediately she just starts screaming, which is exactly what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the move. Yeah. Like, no, rape. I don't know. Something, something mm-hmm. not good. No, fire. That's what you always got to fire. Say, fire. Yeah. And the Templar's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool. Don't panic, right? Don't be afraid. And then this light cube forms around her and i'm like okay you know what this is actually a time to be afraid like i don't i don't believe her with the don't be afraid message that's going on and then she just compresses this light cube around her and squeezes her into a little spam yes the meat cube (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. the first time i watched it i was like what because everybody was talking and i was like she just straight up killed some random innocent person that is fucking amazing yeah but for me the best part of this entire scene is where the kind gentleman next to bubblegum brain guy covers his eyes so (laughs) oh yeah guy doesn't have to watch what was going on (laughs) yeah because the templar just grabs the cube real quick smashes it on the table and everybody's like ugh. and like you said the guy's like don't don't look at that (laughs) <laughs> to bubblegum brains. And then the Templar just smears the blood on her face. I mean, I this think movie she just is a perfect fucking balance between horror and comedy. I think that woman still had a chance, though, because when she pulls that meat cube out, it's throbbing like a heartbeat <laughs> still. Does. And I was like, okay, she's still yeah, okay. That's right. It's moving in her hand. Yeah, I was like, okay, she might be okay still. She's oh wait, no, she's done. Charlie, there's no coming back from that. Once you cube, hey. you're fucked. Hey it's man, just I don't know cube. what space medicine is. It's still good. Is. It's still good. Yeah, <sighs> she had a heartbeat, Tim. That's that's a good sign. That's all Charlie oh, needs. Oh shit, that's right. A bunch of Republicans be fighting to keep her on life support. Exactly. <laughs> just need a feeding tube for the cube. But no. here is where I tell my Terry Shivo joke, and then I'm out. But you no. guys are fucking quiet tonight. Come on! I'm waiting for the Terry Shivo joke. <laughs> yeah, you, you where's your up. joke? I told that. I told that joke already. It's a story. It's not so much a joke. God damn but... it! Then don't. Here's what you don't do if you want people to talk, Charlie. <laughs> let me. I'm going to teach you something real quick. You don't say Here, it like. Let me hear this. Hold on. Hey, Let's hear this. I got a really good joke about farts. Okay, so I got a Terry Shivo joke. If you want to hear it, check out the grind bin. It's on there. 
<laughs> hey, there you go. Cross promotion. Put an asterisk on this episode. You yeah. had to listen to Grindbin episode 214. Everybody was equally quiet when I told the punchline. Like, they were just like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't joke about the- what? <laughs> yeah. It's time to pull the plug on that joke, maybe. hey Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you explained it. That that actually helps a lot with <laughs> understanding what the fuck you, you were trying to get to there. Charlie. So now she smears the blood on her mask and then starts shifting into the girl that she just killed. So you're like, oh, okay, okay. So that wasn't just wanton and blatant disregard for life. It served a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Re, uh, reusable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a green death. No, so it was pretty cut. red. It was pretty fucking red, Eddie. It was very red. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, and it disturbed everybody around her, too. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. So now we cut to the kids, and they've invited Alistair to hang out with them. And Mimi's just describing a dream that she had, which is that she's hanging out with the president, and she's having cake <laughs> because they've declared that every day is her birthday. And she's like, then I woke up, and I was pissed because I wanted to finish the cake. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Okay, all right. We got a level set here with this kid. No problem. And the, she's got Alistair carrying this like m- like crazy old shit television. It's probably one that the mom hid from the dad because he had it in the bathroom or something. <laughs> you know, she's like, we got to get him out of the bathroom. So they're bringing this all to PG and PG's move here, his gambit that he runs, pretty good move to him because she walks in. She's like, hey. PG, we brought you some stuff, man. And he's just sitting in the chair, doesn't respond. He's like, hey, are you awake, fucker? Nothing. Gets a little Mm -mm. closer. Hey, dude, uh, we brought you some stuff. We didn't have any porn or anything. Sorry, but uh, we got you. I'm like, porn? These these kids are going to bring him porn? All right, that's cool. She definitely knows where her dad is stashed in the porn magazines, right? She knows everything going on in that house, Which, dude. actually, I think it would have been funny as if later he would have made a reference to being like, where the fuck is my porn? Like, he's yeah. looking oh. for it and he can't find it. That would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been a good move, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, so she gets up to PG, goes to tap him on the shoulder, and he spins around real quick, and she's holding the ruby up. She's like, nah, stop. Almost gonna happen. Almost got me. Good try, but no. He does have a lot of opportunities throughout their whole movie, so maybe yeah. he likes it. Eventually, yeah, he, he kind of maybe you know what game respect game. I think that might be what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So PG's, yes. PG's pissed off. He's like, "Look, man, I don't want your stupid shit. Just give me the fucking ruby so I can kill you. I can kill the rest of your planet. I can go up and fuck up that Templar bitch." Like I'm, she's like, look, look, we brought you a TV, we brought you these magazines. There's hunky boys, <laughs> and the dude that is in the magazine ad. This had to have been something that their art department put together as a joke. Because it's just like a mostly average-looking dude in fairly loose jeans, and PG looks at it and he's like, "No, I don't care for hunky boys or." Do I? <laughs> Such a great fucking line. Incredible. And Incredible. The first time we watched it and I saw that, I'm like, is he going to do a thing where he shifts his appearance into a hunky no, boy? No, no, hold on, Eddie. 
she named him Psycho Goreman. Mm-hmm. There's no nobody ever said that he was actually a man, right? That's very true. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And he has lived man, woman, whatever. He has lived for what since the beginning of time, before time started. Mm-hmm. He was working mm-hmm. in the mines. That's a good point. Yeah, we don't. We have no idea. How does a how does a psycho gourmet even reproduce? That's a great question. So then, and they ask circumcised. him. Mm. That's how would you even show. circumcise him? Like because they've tried going at him with like blades and bullets, and that doesn't even work. Well, Eddie, I don't think you're familiar with Star Wars. They have something that's like a light, a, like a laser sword. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would hope that, that he was circumcised before he found the gem, because you know nobody's going to be circumcised after they find uh, the gem. Yeah, you come at me and try to fucking circumcise me after I've got that gem. Good luck. <laughs> no, yes, sir. and guess where I'm keeping the gem all the time in my foreskin. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck, motherfucker. Come over. You're going to cut what? Mm-hmm. You would really want it. Good luck. You better earn it. I'm just saying right now. So I like that the brother is like, can I ask you a question? He's like, fuck off. And the sister's like, no, you want, come on. Yes. Tell him he can ask you. Fine. What? And he's like, can you tell me like what you are? Because we have no idea. So then we get to what in most normal movies is the worst part, the exposition dump. But in this movie, the way that they handle it, so So much fun. So much fun. Because we just cut back to him, and apparently him and his entire race of gore people were all- From before time. Before time, yeah. Were all slaves on Gygax, and they were slaves to these Templars. And then you just hear like a gagging noise, and you're like, what the fuck? And it cuts, and it's Mimi's like, ugh, this candy I've eaten sucks. Anyhow, continue. And he's like, all right, okay, cool. Well, anyhow, one day, and we cut back to the flashback. <laughs> one day I was uh, busy pickaxing a tentacle, apparently. Yeah, what the fuck is it? It looks like some kind of like fucking tree root. I, it, it, I don't know what the fuck they're doing here. So he's pickaxing this tentacle, and then one of the guys just like zaps him real quick, just for fun. Like, get, get to work. You're not pickaxing the tentacle properly, I guess. He falls to the ground, and he finds this ancient artifact, the gem of whatever. Power. Gem of power. And it was forged before, before time, Tim. <laughs> Holy shit, this is mind-bending. Yeah. And then he's just like, this is cool. It fused with him. He breaks out of his bondage. And then they start trying to shoot him again with the rays, but the rays do nothing. And then we just cut to him standing on top of a mountain of dead Templars. Mm-hmm. With great te- shot. <laughs> Such a great shot with the Templar that's been ripped in half. He's just holding up, and he's like, look. And in his other hand, he's showing them their own religious symbol. He crushes it in front of them and then punches them in the head, and their head explodes. And I'm like, I don't even know what the story was at this point. I don't need to. It just ties it up so nice and neat. That's all you need to know, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. There's no need for prequel where they do like eight hour fucking backstory and where he came from oh, and God. why his people were enslaved and all that shit. We found that everything that we need to know. Tim, do you know how much I would pay for a prequel to this movie? Just 
an hour and a half of him zip zapping through the fucking universe, just destroying shit. Yeah, but see, is this lightning in a bottle? Is that mm. if they did make a sequel, they're gonna Maybe. of course they're gonna throw some more money at it because if they're gonna make a sequel, the movie the first one yeah. made money, so they're gonna try to do it a bigger and better. Then we get CGI. We don't get you know the what? bubblegum guy. We don't get the bullshit fucking green screen some of the points, but still look good. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Maybe this is like, this is pitch black and the, the next one yes. will be Chronicles of Riddick. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. A good fucking uh, pull. Yeah. So then he's like, all right, so I did that and I just decided, well, I should probably just kill all life in the universe. <laughs> no reason why, why. Just... Fuck it. Hey, did any of the life in the universe come and try to uh, free him and his uh, fellow p- people on the planet? No. Yeah, very, very good point, Tim. So then the Templars were like, look, we got to get the universe against him. Because if it's him against the universe, we get the universe against him. They form the Galactic Alliance. They steal the gem from him, lock him away, and here you go. So then Mimi interrupts like, hey, we got the TV working. Anyhow, your story was stupid. So why don't you watch <laughs> some cartoons? <laughs> Learn to be more fun. We'll be back later. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And then the kids just dip. And he's like, but wait a minute. Electricity. They left me with a TV. A TV's got electricity. I can communicate with my my homies. And I can call them to come pick me up. Like, it's, uh, I stayed too late at the party. I can't drive. Can you come Does pick me up? Does he really need electricity to call out to the people? He's Psycho Cormac. He still has, even though she has the stone, he has to do what she says, but he still has powers, right? No. No, he's got nothing, Tim. He was in prison before well, this. No, we'll find out later, though, that he can actually reach out and touch someone remotely. Yes, and, you know, he could turn somebody, you know, really test somebody's love of somebody who says that she loves him for his mind and not his body. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he touches the TV, reaches out to his people. He's like, hey... I'm on this dumb planet. You got to come pick me up. There are these two stupid meat children that fucking have me down here. One of them's got the stone. Peace. And as he does this, the TV just starts bleeding for some reason. (laughs) Not explained. Whatever. There is a a call back to it later on in the movie, though. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now we go back home. And Alistair came home for dinner. And of course, Mimi wants to sit next to Alistair. And this dinner, like, we got to ask Dr. Chef Robbie about this one. (laughs) Because the dad's got a recipe that he prepared for everybody. Which is, he microwaved a chicken. Yep. Now, (laughs) I've cooked chicken. Never microwaved a chicken. You cook chicken, you might not eat all of the chicken, and then at some point later on the next day or so, you put that chicken in a microwave oven, possibly. Yeah, you reheat it, you know. Yeah. I don't know about taking a, a raw chicken and microwaving it. Yeah. But I think that's going to work. I, I mean, eventually, Tim, it would work, quote unquote. It would be something you could eat without dying, but I'm not eating it. <laughs> so and the dad's like, so so what were you kids up to? And Mimi just kicks the the brother like fucking don't fucking say it. And she's like, oh, we were playing guns. And the dad's like, yeah, I remember playing guns. Oh god. But that was during the Iraq War. 
and we played for keeps. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, stop. What the fuck is going on with this movie? Because then the mom's like, does he have PTSD? Shut up, Shut up you're a liar. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, so now in the universe that this movie is creating, the dad is either better at deadpan comedy than I am. <laughs> which might be impossible uh, <laughs> because he just like dropped a joke about fighting in the Iraq war dead serious to this group of kids <laughs> I mean I don't know Eddie I, I, know that, I know that you've got two children and I know mm -hmm. that at some point they're going to be old enough to where their friends are going to come over for dinner and yeah, aren't you're you going to fuck able... with those kids come on yeah you're going to in the funny way in the good way them. Yeah, and just to see what happens. You're going to just say something and be absolutely fucking serious, and they're not going to So, know. I haven't told the story on the podcast yet, but there was a time that I convinced an entire elementary school that they should not eat hot dogs because they were made with worms. Now, I was in elementary school at the time, and being a curious uh, young lad, I was reading the <laughs> ingredients to hot dogs at home. And one of them is a preservative that is called Earthobate, right? So <laughs> me doing reverse portmanteau on it, I decided, well, it comes from the earth and people use it as bait, Earthobate. This is a way that they're hiding, that they're putting worms in the hot dogs. <laughs> I knew this was not true because I made it up in my fucking dumb brain as a child. But I figured, I wonder if I could convince my friends that it's Earthobate. So, it comes around to weenie wrap day at school, and we're all eating our weenie wraps, which is a hot dog that's baked in some weird bread. And right, I right. just... Yes, that's right, because they don't trust you to eat the bread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just tell my friend, I'm like, hey, you know, uh, these are made with worms in them. He's like, what? And I said, yeah, the, the hot dogs all have uh, worms in them, but they don't tell you that because then you wouldn't eat them. They call it earthobait. And he's like, that's stupid. He's like, yeah, it comes yeah, from the earth. Look it up. Yeah, go home. If you have hot dogs, look in the package. And then everybody at my table I'm sitting at is listening. So they all go home. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that have hot dogs look at it, and it's made the with rich kids. Preservative, right, right. And then they start telling the other kids who start telling the other kids by, I believe it was two weeks later, it was weenie wrap day. And none of the kids ate their fucking weenie wraps. They all <laughs> asked if there was anything else they could have. Eventually, they told the teachers it was because there were worms in them and they did not want to eat worms. Did we they trace had... it back to you? No. It was never traced back to me, thank God. Holy <laughs> shit, Eddie. Yeah. You might want to see this. I'm looking up sodium earthabate on Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. It's made from worms. Tim, stop. No. Under the references is a sodium earthabate. Is it an earthworm? Question mark. <laughs> no. From the Oregon Department of Agriculture. Oregon. Oh. <laughs> oh, Eddie, that fucking kid grew up. He got a government job. On, on the Wikipedia page for sodium no. earthabate. I swear Oregon, to God, no. it says an urban myth claims that sodium earthabate is made shit. from ground wow. earthworms, and yes, Eddie, it is. It fuck. is the number nine. It is the and it's from March <laughs> five two thousand eight. 
Can we get that trending on Twitter? All the way until 2008? Holy shit! <laughs> no, I'm so looking they, at it on Wikipedia right now. They legitimately had to have... They had an assembly at my school to tell the kids that it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't worse. Holy shit, that's on Wikipedia? Yeah, go on there right now. It's reference no. number nine under Look, Sodium Birth of Look, I'm trying to conduct a podcast with some sort of professionalism right now. But <laughs> it, it, at the same point, though, you have to understand that my entire body is vibrating right now <laughs> because of Damn. the chaos that I have sown in this universe. This is my point, Tim. This is why I was placed here. Yeah, hey, look, you, you left your mark. Wow. <laughs> that is just you started an urban brilliant. myth. Yep. So anyhow, <laughs> yeah, Dad lies about being in the Iraq War, and Luke's like, "Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna get out of here. I want to go um, play video games." Mimi's like, "That's cool. I want to throw balls at you, Luke." Uh, hey, Alistair, can, do you want to come out and throw balls at Luke with me? And Alistair's like, no, nah, I think I want to go play video games instead. And besides, I got this really burning question I want to ask him all by ourselves. Because what would you have use of a bag of pubes for? I can't wait to find what that the... out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, they go off to play video games. Mimi's feeling dejected. She goes outside and she's sitting on the swing. And yeah, Tim, their conversation about like somebody sold somebody a bag of their pubes. Somebody for... sold it, right? Somebody paid somebody else. There's a market for this. <laughs> I mean, look, patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. If, if you want a bag of pubes, I'll sell them to you. <laughs> I can get you a bag of, of pubes. That's not a problem. Now, wait a minute. Hold Is on. Is that by the pound? I wonder if that's not a reference because remember in the late 90s, which they're playing Nintendo 64, so it's got to be at least the late yes. 90s. So that there was, was that the... South Park episode about selling oh, pews. Oh, Scott Tenorman, one of the best yeah. episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the. Thanks for bringing that up, Charles. This was the It's 90s reference, is because one of them referred to beating a game that's not mm -hmm. a real game, but it was Name of Game Space 64. So it was a Nintendo 64 game, but they couldn't say the name of yeah, the official license. Yes, game. he said yeah. something blank yeah. game 64. Yeah, and then the game they were playing on there looked like a shitty N64 game. But yeah, maybe Scott Tenderman must die. One of the best episodes of South Park. He makes him meet his own parents. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's outside and she's like pissed. She's like, God damn it. No one to play with. And she sees the stone. She's like, oh, I got an idea. And all of a sudden, PG comes walking up. And PG is there just to play ball with Mimi, but apparently that just means Mimi throws the ball and hits PG with it in the stomach. Like that's what's a, fun, yes. Like a yeah. crazy person. Yeah. Not like catch, just hitting him with it repeatedly. And he says, Oh, and speaking of Earth Obeyed, he says, Wow, this reminds me of learning worm torture. And <laughs> wow, Mimi's, nice callback. Holy yeah. shit. And Mimi's like, Look, I don't care about your stupid worm torture unless it can make Alistair less of a dumbass. <laughs> PG's like, Well, now I did once help a warlock seduce a dark moon princess. I did that with my black magic, and I could do it again if you want. And she's like, Well, is it going to make him want to, you know, play ball with me and throw balls at stupid? 
And just then, Alistair and, and Luke are walking off. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Do it. PG's like, all right, done. Does the little jombie nod thing real quick. Mecha lecha hi, mecha hiney ho. And <laughs> we cut back into the house before we see what happened, where dad has wrecked the microwave cooking the chicken in it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like three quarters of the chicken is left in the microwave, it right? It really does. But the microwave also looks like it's been burnt completely out. <laughs> and the mom's like, what the fuck did you do? And he says, I He put in a... aluminum foil to cook it faster. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it retains the juice, Tim. He says, what did I do? I cooked a real meal. You're welcome, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And, and so the mom's like, uh, you fuck it. Wait a minute. And she looks out the window and just runs immediately, grabs a bat and starts swinging. Because what she sees outside <laughs> is that Alistair is now a brain on the ground. <laughs> this movie gets a hundred times better right now, right? Yeah. Because the brain on the... I do not know what practical effect this reminds me of. This stupid... it, It's like... You know what it is, actually? And I'm going to go back to Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's when they did that, that live-action episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where Meatwad was just a ball on the ground. It's like that, but somebody attached stupid, shitty, like, puppeteer... Tentacles tentacle hands to it and big googly eyes and that's alistair now but mom yeah these are the kind of eyes that when you move they rock back and forth yeah yeah but mom is less concerned about alistair brain and more about pg who she just takes a swing at with a baseball bat and breaks it any bat. louisville right well it's his it's the husband's lucky bat oh his lucky bat and breaks the bat over him, like you said. And he looks at her like, What the fuck? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and the dad runs out, jumps over Brain Kid, doesn't even pay attention to that shit, and then like falls down on top of Mom. <laughs> Maybe he was in the Iraq war. He fucking hops that brain like there's no tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a very good point. He hurdles right over it, man. And then th the psycho gourmet's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Mimi's like, no, 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 no. He's not going to kill you. He's like, no, I'm literally going to kill all of you, your entire family. Mimi's like, nah. Yeah, he says it like five he's... times in a row. Yeah, he's... Mimi's like, nah, he's just, this dude's cool. He's all right. He's just playing. He gets in a mood and, you know, he's a funny guy. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I'm going to bathe in your fucking blood. I, I am going to grind uh, on your entrails. And she's like, no, he's not going to do that. Yeah. Then we uh, we cut to a montage, Tim. <sighs> and I feel like I've done a lot of talking so far. So if, I'll let you guys just go ahead and highlight what are your favorite moments of the montage? The whole fucking thing. <laughs> yes, this is maybe the best montage ever in a fucking movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just so much fun. Like, it, it once again, it sets the tone for just how funny and ridiculous this movie can be. And in other parts, you're just kind of like, I thought this was a horror movie. Like, what is this? It works but, yeah. it fucking perfectly, though. It's a perfect oh, yeah. balancing act between doing a fucking comedy montage with a makeover of Psycho Gorman 
to mm-hmm. people getting their fucking heads exploded and fucking dismembered yeah. fucking heads all over the place every time you look around. Yeah. Nice Halloween costume. Boom. You know, it, it's it blows just, it's up so a child. Ridiculous. Another yep. dead child. That's two that's yep. two dead kids right there for Tim. That's it. Two for Tim. That's the rule. Yep, that's why I recommended this movie. <laughs> So I've got, they're singing Rebel Yell, but it's Frig Off, Frig Yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Then I've got, of course, Was the that Rebel up. Yell? It, it sounded like Rebel Yell. And but... the dad's on drums? No. no. no the dad's I, not on drums. I thought Psycho's the dad was, on drums, man. Psycho Gorman is on drums. I thought the dad was in the, uh, in the band. No, um... by this time she kicked him out of the band like eight times. Yeah, yeah. No, Psycho Gorman's on the drums. The brain is on the keyboard. (laughs) And I do love, that's the other moment that I have, is when they're doing Psycho Gorman's dress-up montage, the the brain also has a dress-up montage where they put a stupid little hat on. Yeah. It's insane. And then we're messing with Dad after that fact. Like, there's a box of Girl Scout cookies that he, he opens up. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like eating the cookies like a weird like if a like if a dog got into food it wasn't supposed to and then psycho gorman's hand reaches up and just starts choking him like with magic through the container through the container through a dimensional portal to come out the other end and choke yeah. him and then they like laser speed a dodgeball through the house that wrecks dad's tv and that's when you know shit's up See, and again, here's why I think he might have been in the Iraq war, because this is where he loses his shit, right? He just curls oh. up into a little boy. It's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. That's PTSD. Fun. Yes. And then at the end of this montage, you know, you work up an appetite. So they head down to uh, Dairy Queen, get themselves a nice burger basket. And PG just unhinges his jaw and Ram Jams, like, breaks the plate into his mouth. And rather yeah, I think than... he gets more plate in his mouth than he does food. He really does. <laughs> it's, it's very unseemly. That's a very good point. And by the way, they're doing all of this in public, by the way. This, this brain walking around, Psycho Gorman walking around. This is all well, just What outfit does fine. he have on now? Is this one where he has the white shirt and, like, the little cowboy hat on? Yeah, that's his best outfit, by the way. The cowboy outfit. I think outfit. so, yes. That, yeah. that really it really speaks to me when he wears that. I can see it. <laughs> yep. It works. It works. You're like, who's that guy? Eh, it's just a cowboy. I don't know. I'm partial to his Dr. Alan Grant outfit, where he's got the blue denim shirt. You notice that? Oh, he's got the, yeah. The blue yeah. denim shirt. He's well, got the red neckerchief. So, of course, I got to get that blue denim shirt in. But he's wearing khaki pants, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He does have a Grant fucking outfit going on, but I don't know. The, the cowboy outfit works for me. It's There's something about the cut for him. I think it, it frames him well. Mm-hmm. So while you should be disgusted by the snake eating, Luke's like, hey, this is cool. I wish I could eat like that. I'm like, are you, are you all right, Luke? <laughs> I feel like I need to check in on multiple members of this family. And PG's like, Look, on my planet, death isn't just death, but like eating, it's kind of the warrior's code. It's a death of honor if, if you eat the person. In fact, let me tell you about the Battle of the Bridge of Souls. And we cut to him on this like badass speeder bike. And he's like rolling down this bridge toward this weird 
Lovecraftian, like, vagina beast. And then Mimi just interrupted immediately, like, oh, hey, I figured out our schedule, guys, so here's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, come back to the speeder bike, man. This was getting good. What's going on here? Just a taste. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. And so she's like, all right, we're going to bake for six hours, and then we're going <laughs> to... And then she, she reaches over, and, and uh, because Luke's trying to eat some of his fries, she reaches over, fry cucks him. She's like, give me your fries. Yes, this is the turning point, right? <laughs> yep. Don't fuck she's... with anybody's french fries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let it, look, dude, if you've only got like 16 fries left and you, if you planned on eating at least half of them, I don't know, man. You, you might get a beating. All I'm saying. There's a certain level that he will go to for his sister, and that's it. That's she that, can tell him to it. dig his own grave. He'll do it, but don't fuck with the French fries. Takes his fries, calls him fat too. By the way, it's like, hey, fat, so you don't need. All of a sudden, we got fucking Mimi Rickles going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and PG, he kind of notices, like, hmm, interesting. So that night, Mimi's asleep, clutching the ruby, belly full of ill-gotten fries smiling in her sleep just pleased with herself she's a champion after all and luke champion of the universe mm-hmm. born to be king and luke well he's uh shifting around a bit in his well sleep. no wait hold on i think you're missing a good point here too eddie is okay. that when she's sleeping in the bed and she got a big smile on her face the camera pans back and there is like a woman just standing there in the corner oh mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. I'm thinking, any other movie, a kid would be freaking out that there's a fucking monster in the room with them while they're trying to sleep. She yeah. knows that there's a fucking monster in the room. She probably told him to stand in the corner so she'd get yeah. a better night's sleep. Hey, hey, watch me sleep since you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blink. Yeah. By the way, you pee sitting down when you're in this house. <laughs> Between stealing the French fries and telling Psycho Gorman to sit down to pig, that's it. Yeah, she's running this joint, but not for long, maybe because Luke starts having a nightmare. He wakes up in his bed in the middle of a graveyard. Hats off to them. A little nod to Phantasm, by the way. Oh yeah, with the bed it. right in the cemetery. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. It's a yep. great little, uh, great little reference. You get, you know, don't get that that often. Phantasm's not that deep of a cut, but it's, I mean, it's not the mainstream series. Ooh, I think if you're in the horror, everybody knows Phantasm, but yeah. it's not like a movie. It's not like The Shining or anything like that where everybody knows about that. It's movie. not your Freddy. It's not your Jason. It's not no. even your Chucky or your Leprechaun, which, uh, by the way, the director of this uh, also directed Leprechaun Returns. So. From space? Didn't... Or is this before he goes to space? No, this is after. This is the, one of the more recent Leprechaun movies. He didn't write it. Hmm. He just directed it. So Okay. So, yeah. Then all of a sudden... Psycho Gorman shows up, rips the head off of this zombie that's coming up out of the ground. <laughs> and he says, hey, dude, what, what, what's going on, buddy? We're in the nightmare realm now, and uh, I can communicate with you here. See? Because I'm the whole Archduke of Nightmares. I know you guys named me Psycho Gorman, but, you know. And I can uh, talk to you here without her hearing us. And immediately, like, so now there's this power dynamic, right? Where, like, he has to hide to talk to Luke. So that because if the girl hears it, he's like he's afraid of that. Like, mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. On the sly, he says, "Listen, if you help me out here, right, I might consider sparing you 
when I eventually get the jam. So you just give me the jam, and I might consider sparing you. And Luke's like, oh, no, man. I can't betray Mimi, but she is a psychopath. And Psycho Garman's like, look, she would not spare you, <laughs> right? Like, if, oh, hell if no. It, she's if she's, she's trying honest, to kill him since the beginning of the fucking movie. Yeah, she's got a ball, by the way, that we didn't bring up to begin oh, with. Oh, that's right. The, kill, the Luke Kill ball? Or whatever the Luke the Killer ball, which is just a ball <laughs> that she's stuck, like, there's like the head of a, a, a tack hammer in it. It's got a like gigantic screw. It looks a like a fucking box screw. cutter. Yeah, it's got like a box <laughs> cutter and shit. It's it, she made a a device specifically to kill her brother with, and she carries it with her wherever she goes. And she named it. Yeah, she named it the Luke Killer. <laughs> These should so, be uh, what are they called? Oh, red flags. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those abusing animals, starting fires. Creating... Maybe she killed Grandma. Oh. And that's why they had a barrier in the backyard. Holy shit. And that's why so... everybody's afraid of her, because they know. They yeah, just can't pin it on her. Luke is haunted by it, like the Hello Kitty murder. Do you guys ever hear about that? No, what is say, that? What the fuck is that? Oh, this is a fun one. Okay, so there was this 13-year-old girl in China, right? And she came in and she's like, tells the cops, I, I'm like haunted. And then they're like, that's weird. Why are you haunted? And she's like, oh, because like I helped these uh, gangsters uh, torture a girl to death. And then they're like, that's probably not cool. Where? <laughs> and she's like, this place. Here, I'll point it out on a map. I think we're losing something with the subtitle translation here. But go ahead, well, Eddie. <laughs> I'm very good at telling stories, Tim. So uh, <laughs> they're all like, where? And she's like, this place. I'll take you there. So they get there. They open the door to this apartment and it fucking reeks in this apartment. Not where she's staying. This is a different apartment. And it fucking reeks. And they're like, this sucks. This place smells like a dead thing. And she's like, yeah, like I said, we tortured this girl to death. And they're like, cool. They look around and they see the head of a Hello Kitty plush animal in it. And that's about it. And they're like, that's weird we should probably like look at this because it might be a clue or something could be a clue yes they get it's it the only hello kitty in all of china so it's probably yeah pretty it's probably a knockoff i would say if it's in china it's a knockoff hello kitty it's like a welcome feline it's not a hello kitty <laughs> so they get the welcome feline and they're like the stitching on it's not great they open the stitching up and there's a skull inside of it the the people that just tortured and killed this broad just decided like it would probably be funny, you know, if we just took her head and stitched it inside of this uh, Hello Kitty head. Wow. And they never really found the rest of her body. And the girl's like completely severely fucked up in her brain. So yeah, that's the Hello Kitty killing. And there's a, a really good description of all the torture they do to the girl. You can look that up too. So damn, wow. holy shit. Yeah, so I'm thinking like Mimi's family is traumatized and, and maybe Luke is haunted by what Mimi did to Grandma and that's why he keeps bringing it up, you know? Jesus mm. Christ, she killed her with the fucking Grandma Kill Ball. Yeah, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> they had to bury the Grandma Kill Ball. Now they're playing Crazy Ball. That's what keeps her uh, preoccupied is making up all these bullshit rules for this game so that she doesn't actually kill Luke with the Luke Kill Ball. 
<laughs> yeah, she, this little girl, she'd be if they ever redo that Twilight Zone episode with Billy Mumsy, where he sends everybody to the cornfield. Yeah, she would be a perfect fucking uh, replacement for him. Oh, that, she could be this, his granddaughter. I, it would have been done in five minutes because she would have just sent everybody to, to the cornfield immediately. That's true. Yes, and then yeah, she would be done with it. Like, so yeah, Mimi the psychopath. We can't betray her, but she'd never spare him. So uh, he says, look, if you give me the gem, then we'll both be free of her madness. You get it? Because I'll kill her, and then I don't have to fucking deal with her. And Luke's like, yeah, I can't. I just can't do that. He oversold like, He pushed too hard. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. Just PG... give me the gem, and I'm out. That's it. Yeah. And PG's like, all right, well, I guess you're stronger than I thought. And Luke's like, all right, well, uh, now what? PG's <laughs> like, well, we've got to wait for your dream, man. We're just kind of you know, stuck here until that's over with. So I just kind of sit on the bed and wait. <laughs> now, and I like the curious, zombie that's like flailing. Dream? Go ahead, Charlie. Well, I was going to say, there's like that zombie flailing on the ground while they're just kind of sitting there like, no, well, give it a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice out. if this is like, what, in the 90s, if all of a sudden the dreams like switch to a rat video and you see all these fucking chicks in bikinis dancing around. Well, then it's no longer a nightmare. So, uh, I don't think Psycho Gorman has any domain over wet dreams. Ah, uh, so he'd be kicked out of the wet dream. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, say. Good to know. Not sure who has reign over the wet dreams. It's got to be like a sticky hard man or something. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hang out with sticky hard man, Tim. Much different set of Wouldn't it be Slender Man? Could it be Chubby Man? <laughs> Chubby Man, yeah, hey, even better. Uh, that's why I have you on the show, buddy. So now we cut to the next day, and it's Mimi explaining the rules of Crazy Ball to Psycho Gorman in the brain. And they're all just standing in a field or glopping in a field in case of brain. I don't know. So I the think cops he's trailing like a snail, right? Yeah. He's leaving he that does. trail behind him? He does because he leaves and you see a fucking gross ass trail. But anyhow, the cops show up because there's a monster in a brain with a little girl in the middle of a field, which, sure, they thought he was black. It was a big to-do. So they just start fucking well, blasting. they pull up and act like he's black, right? They yeah. start shooting. Because they just start blasting, right? One guy's like, hey, hold on. The other cop's like, there's no time. Shoot. Yeah, hold on. I'm not prepared. to Shoot. <laughs> and he does the cool Wonder Woman, like, bracers thing. Where he just deflects all the bullets, you know, pew, pew, pew. And then he looks back at the kids and he's like, fuck, I should have just let you get hit by those bullets. I guess that would have been a better idea. You know, technically he could have done it, right? That wouldn't have been killing her. Yeah, exactly. He just had to stand there and be lazy like the dad. But no, he looks at the cops. He's like, all right, so you guys, you're the protectors of this realm. Really? Cool. Walks up grabs one of the cops guns and the practical effects that are used here to melt we've got a simultaneous like peeking at the ark of the covenant and gun hand from video drum going on Mm -hmm. just melds right into him yeah Mm -hmm. yeah these just tentacles snake through his veins and meld into this cop's body while his face just bulges and melts and 
again with the eyes. They love doing eye effects, man. Well, if you know how to do it, it, it plays, right? Because that's fucked up. Eyes and uh, anything underneath your fingernails are always fucking messed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this cop is fucked up now. He can't talk. Like, I think his tongue might be melted to the side of his mouth. Like, it's just... It just reminds me of RoboCop after he gets all the toxic oh. waste and he's like, help me, save me, so, you know, and they're just kind of like, uh, there's not, there's not coming back. Yeah, it from looks that. more like Toxic Avenger, though. Mm hmm. It's the perfect, once again, melding of like 80s horror in a 90s movie, 90s ish. What's just incredible is here comes a new character that's introduced. We'll have him pretty well, not for the rest of the movie. Yeah, well, well, for the rest of the movie, right? Mm hmm. And just every time they introduce a new character, they're just fucking incredible. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, little uh, behind the scenes on this here, the uh, person who played that cop, Robert Homer, mm -hmm. also was the star of a short that was made by the same writer-director, Steve Kostansky. Mm -hmm. The short was called Biocop, and it's a fake trailer about a mutated cop who cannot die and looks like a weird melted cop. So this is a little nod oh, to a previous shit. thing. Okay, nice. The writer Good to know. See, that's why you get that fucking Blu-ray with all those fucking extras on it. Oh yeah, yeah, you get a bunch of cool stuff on those Blu-rays, man. Again, like with the 4K stuff, you're right, if it's not meant to be 4K, that sucks, but I love the behind the scenes shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like all oh, of yeah. that is so great. Especially like Reanimators has got a great one. The, the oh man, just yeah, all those things. So fucked up cop, uh, PG leads fucked up cop over, and uh, his buddy runs away. He's like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." <laughs> and he's like, "Go tell your your partners what happened here, so you know you guys can just go fuck off and quit bothering me. You know, I, I got my own shit going on here." Anyhow, PG leads fucked up cop over to Mimi and says, "All right, here's another one for your stupid game. I'm out. I don't want to play." <laughs> so Mimi's like, "All right." So here's how we play Start all it. over again. Yeah, I got to Damn it. And so she's like, all right, so you get it, right? You get the rules of the game and the fucked up cops like, oh, yeah. And PG's <laughs> like, he doesn't actually understand that. He's just like saying what you want to hear. And it's then a smart move, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Mimi catches Alistair is leaving. Alistair brain. And we have a little moment between Mimi and Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Oh, God. So she runs to catch up with him. And she's like, hey, uh, is everything all right? It seems like something's bothering you. <laughs> and she reaches down and touches him. And then I guess he can communicate with her psychically by touch is the note that I have. Because he doesn't have a mouth. Yes, this is the first time we hear him talking. Or, yeah. well, mm -hmm. projecting his voice. Right, because you just hear like, and then you get the subtitles. And he's like, yeah, I'm cool, but you think I'm ever going to be normal again? Please? He, please? Send me to the cornfield? Yeah. And Mimi's like, nah, but that's all right. And gives him a kiss. Yeah. I so love he got you his just first the way kiss. you are. She yeah. loves him for his brain, not his body. Yeah. So she's done a lot of growing since her hunky boys. She's abandoned such childish things and gave them to Psycho Goreman. So good for her. So Psycho Confused Man. 
yeah, yeah, or maybe not confused. Well, no, he was confused at first. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Well, well, at the end, he's going to find out he does. That's true, yeah. So we cut to the woods where Mimi's explaining the F word to Psycho Goreman. It's like, look, you can say frig, you can say go frig yourself, you can frig off, uh, call somebody uh, Mother Frigger. Tim, I mean, as our resident, like, F word expert and enthusiast here, mm-hmm. her command of the F word, what do, what do you, where do you put it? Uh, I mean, for a kid, she's got good discipline, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, she's never heard the word fuck because she lives in Canada. I don't think they say it up there. Or if they yeah. say it up there, they probably say it with some weird French accent, so she probably can't get it, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only this was not... This is one thing. Almost better than kids dying in movies is kids cussing in movies. Fucking Yeah, a. but again, it play, this plays. It. Yeah. Usually you're right. That always bothered me, because I remember when I was a kid, and I'm probably when we were all kids, we cursed, right? Maybe not to the extent I did, where it stuck mm. with me for 53 years almost. But... <laughs> When you're kids, you curse, right? You motherfucker, of fuck course. shit, cocksucker. Well, maybe, yeah, no, fuck those asshole kids. Curse. Oh, yeah. I, you know, Eddie, you make a good point. There was a Canadian show about 10 years ago called The Yard. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It was mm-hmm. on, uh, not Tubi, it was on Hulu for a while. And the premise was it was a like a, a documentary-style show, but it was a, it was a comedy show about kids in an elementary school environment and it basically boiled down to elementary school is more like a prison than you realize. There's trade lines, you know, there's anybody, who, somebody who can get you anything you want. You mm, know, there's rivaling factions. There's all sorts Playboys. of shit. Playboys. No, the, no, they don't, they don't deal like that. They deal in uh, black market peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because mm. peanut butter is outlawed. And you know, they start getting kids hooked on peanut butter and then they start wanting to be responsible. So they start dealing uh, EpiPens with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> to the kids who are allergic. But it's funny Brilliant because these... fucking marketing. Well, mm-hmm. these kids, they have a very adult attitude. So they're they're very much like adult prisoners, but, you know, as children. And this movie kind of is along those same lines. Kids who are more like adults than the adults are. And it's just, it's a very funny swap. Hmm. Interesting. I gotta check yeah. that out. The yard. That it, sounds good. It's yeah. It only lasted for about five episodes, but it's oh. fucking hilarious. That always goes, man. They cancel the good shit way too soon. Mm-hmm. And it's Canadian too. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that the next thing that happens is that Melted Cop hands Mimi a heart note. <laughs> and she opens it up and it just says kill me please yes no and she's got to like circle one you know <laughs> I, for all his jerky jerky movement he really fucking printed that nicely right <laughs> yeah that's a good point it's better than my fucking handwriting and Mimi is pissed off she's like you fuckers are supposed to be writing me love letters of endless adoration and you give me this shit (laughs) and so pg's like what 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 the fuck are you talking about what's love well no it is done like so campy in any other movie we've seen it a million other times and any kind of star trek or any science fiction thing where the robot or the alien looks at somebody goes what is love I think it was a, it was probably even a line in Galaxina. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. What is love? And so they, they 
try to explain love to him. Luke does. And he's like, it's like the warm, like a fuzzy feeling you get inside of yourself uh, about another person. And PG's like, oh, you mean like if you rip the spine out of a dude and you show it to his family? <laughs> and Luke's like, no, 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 that's not what I was saying. And Mimi's right, like, yeah. the women lament. Yeah, yeah, if you hear the lamentations of the women, exactly. And Mimi's like, well, it doesn't matter because love's fucking stupid anyway. Luke's like, oh, yeah, love's so stupid. I thought you loved Alistair, right? Ooh, wrong thing to say. <sighs> he, but he's getting, you know, he's growing a pair a little bit here. Yeah, they're right? dropping. Mm -hmm. That's what they're it is. Dropping a little bit. One of them dropped, and Mimi's not fucking liking this. She's like, no, Luke, uh, you need to shut the fuck up. Because Alistair is just a friend that I'm going to marry, and then we're going to argue all the time like mom and dad. And I'm like, wow, that actually is love. <laughs> That's a pretty deep cut. Yeah, right? She gets it, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, but also, I don't like your tone. So, uh, APG, kill Luke. You know what? Alistair is kind of like a dad. Lazy, right? He just wants to come, come over the house, eat dinner, play games video games and then yeah. when like the real physical sports start he's out of there yeah boom i'm not gonna throw balls at your brother i'm gonna go play video games so talk about selling pubes you know <laughs> like regular <laughs> guy shit uh so psycho gourmet just starts choking out luke and then she's like ah never mind i changed my mind don't, don't yeah, it's a good thing he didn't fucking like just lob his head off, right? Yeah, just zoom, you know. And that's the thing is like you're seeing exactly how fucking psychotic the girl is because he could have, could have just. Well, no, Psycho needs him, right? So this is a little bit like uh, here's the proof of the pudding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, meanwhile, the whole time this is happening, the melted cop is like trying to blow his own fucking brains out. <laughs> And I love when he's pulling the trigger and the kids just keep ducking at the sound. Yep, yep. yep. Oh, totally God. reminds just... me of uh, Trailer Park Boys. With the just gun randomly fights. hearing shots going off. Yeah, it's pow, and they're like, <laughs> oh, move out of the way. Anyhow, that was really rude, what you said. I'm, you heard my pow. Because the cop is just popping off random shots everywhere, just like <laughs> they do, you know? Yeah. So then Templar materializes as the human that she killed in front of the police department. She walks in, and there's Vince, the partner of the, uh, the melted cop, and he's ranting like a madman about it. He's like, look, this fucking dude, I, I, I don't know where the fuck he came from. He melted my friend. I don't know what the hell to do. We gotta, like, go kill him or whatever. Templar's like, hey, uh, hey y'all in here, the cops. Um, years ago, there was an eternal evil that was buried here. And uh, recently it has been unearthed and reawakened. I'm just curious, right? Top of your head, mm -hmm. have you seen him? And the guy's like, the, I like the bearded guy, the old guy up front. Like, well, you're going to have to be a little more specific. Because yeah, it's a little vague. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of unearthed ancient evils here in Canada. So you got like a height or something? And the dude, Vince, is like, I know where he is. And I don't know what the Templar's move is with this dude, because she walks over, puts her hand on his head, and, like, fire starts shooting behind his eyes. 
and it's like is she she's like reading his mind i guess she's doing a mind meld oh okay okay to the extreme mm-hmm. you think the guy's okay after the mind meld do you think this might like cause I, a problem uh, i think he probably got promoted to captain eddie oh. i don't think any of those guys are around after this because uh can she really risk psycho gorman finding out that she's in town and then, then seeing that yeah that's a good point you gotta you gotta eliminate these guys because so, we don't see another cop actually for the rest of the movie probably true bad mm, we might see one in that semi post credit stuff but i don't know no we don't we don't well Damn. but to be fair in the post credits uh oh, when they're on the news you just see firefighters because he stepped into that you know that yeah. void so. Right, right. So we go back to the woods, and finally, PG's running crew shows up. And again, with the creature design. Which one's your favorite? I mean... All of them. My favorite, personally, is the washing machine. Yes, yes, the tub of fucking flesh. <laughs> so mm. we've got like a weird-ass necromancer, which broad with bug eyes we've got what i've described as and this is a dnd thing we've got like a dryad which is made out of old dried sticks and twigs is that uh, the one with the tombstone on his back no that's the that's the one with the rose right then -hmm. you've got yeah tombstone back that's that's got the weird like concrete blocks that they keep trying to do stuff with i think his power is he pulls tombstones out of the air Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pepperoni and sausage, too. And the uh, other one is a guy with a crown on his head. And so PG's like, ah, finally, guys, buddies. What about the Annabelle motherfucking bitch? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that one, too. Th- there's, I mean, they never really name them. Oh, and, and oh, uh, I mean, come on. We also forgot Cassie is 3,000, the copper pirate oh, with a copper parrot. <laughs> never trust a guy with the fucking robot parrot. Never. So, all his homies show up. He's like, "Oh, thank God, you guys are here finally. Cool. All right." And the Mimi's like, "Hey, these these are friends. Are you gonna introduce me, dog?" He's like, "Great, yeah." So, guys, um, this is Mimi and uh, the boy. And Luke's like, "I don't even know my name, motherfucker." <laughs> you were in my dream, motherfucker. How do you not know my name? I'm supposed to side with you. You suck. He goes, anyhow, yeah, these kids have the jam, so uh, just go ahead and kill them, get the jam, we'll out of here, take care of the Templars, do the whole thing. And his homies are like, <laughs> yeah, no, man, uh, turns out things are better without you. You see, because, you know the fifth move on uh, Gygax? Well, we made a deal with the Templars, they gave it to us, and what we do is every week... We all change who's in charge of it. So, like, last week, Cassius 3000 was in charge. This week, I am. That's why I have this cool crown. You know, you can kind of see it on my head. And, uh, no, we're, we're actually not going to uh, help you out. We're, we're going to kill you is what we're going to do because we're cool. And PG's like, you piece of shit. You made a deal with those fuckers after we busted out of being slaves from them fuckers? After all this shit, you made a deal with the Templars. So now you're their bitch, is basically what this is, right? We, they gave you some piece of shit land, and that crown right there, all that represents is how stupid you are. 
Doesn't he also come up with the line? Uh, oh, wait, no, that's later on. Sorry, go ahead. All right. So they're all like, yeah, we're going to just kill you. So that's cool. And PG raises his fist. And Mimi says, no, stop. Look, I'm a little uh, butthurt with you, PG, because you told them to kill me. So you know what? You're just going to stand there, and you're going to take a beating. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sorry. I just remember, at some point, doesn't he say, like, this is what I get for collecting the worst scum in the universe, and they portray me like this? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And then that's when he says exactly that, yeah, Cassius, I... I mean, I expected this from you. But. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, you motherfucking robot. I never trusted you. Never fucking like trusted you kinda, at all. He kind of looks like, what? Me? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like me? And then he looks at the parrot. The parrot, like, kind of... I'm built this way. Head. What can I do? Yeah. It's what I was built to do, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. So they all decide they're going to kill PG. And they start beating his ass. And... Again, much like the playing of the fucking crazy ball, at first it looks crazy, like they're really fucking him up. But then they cut, and you see it from a different angle, and it just looks like a bunch of people in rubber suits beating up a guy with rubber (laughs) swords and shit. It just looks so dumb. Power Rangers. Exactly. The music music that was there made me think it was Power Rangers, which would have been a great 90s reference. Exactly, yeah. And the best part is the stupid washing machine thing just walks up. <laughs> is it pissing on him? I, I guess, because it's got two little nozzles in it that it just starts spraying blood on him. And it's clearly doing nothing, right? <laughs> like, it's just bleeding on him. And Mimi's like, as he's getting his ass beat, like, oh, are you sorry? Are you sorry, PG? Are you sorry now? Why don't you apologize? And he says, no. And she's like, all right, fine. I mean, they're going to beat your ass, whatever. Like, I'm cool. I'm just going to chill out over here, and I'm going to have a little sandwich with my brother. And if I hear Luke, let's uh, get into our snacks. They're like eating a Twinkie and watching him get his ass beat. And he's like, all right, fine. I'm sorry. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, that, I mean, come on. That was not an apology. I want you to mean an apology. So she's like, fuck this. Uh, You know what? I'm out of here. You suck. You can just uh, get your ass beat and die. See ya. And they just start walking off. (laughs) And PG's like, oh, God, all right, fine. Look, I am genuinely sorry that I told these assholes that I now hate to kill you. And she's like, all right, cool. Well, and she does her own little Power Ranger move. She spins around. The gem kind of glows for a second. And she's like, get him. And he fucking does. (laughs) Tables turned. Tables are definitely turned because he, like, first things first, just punches through the washing machine and it, like, spills its guts. It's dead. The voodoo-looking one with the weird staff, like, voodoos his head off. And he just, like, shoves it. Like, he recapitates himself, I guess. Oh, yeah, almost pulls it right the fuck off. Yeah. And then he's like, you piece of shit. So he just smacks her and and grabs the stick from her and turns her into just a head, which Mm -hmm. rolls down. Mimi kicks it. Get this thing out of here. Done. (laughs) Good tag team on it, you know. Then he rips open the weird wood broad's chest, gets the rose out, and it's all like, oh, no, don't. Just, you know, don't kill me. And he crushes this rose. 
and the dryad nice thing. touch to have the rose inside the chest right yeah yeah mm -hmm. and the dryad looking thing falls apart he grabs the copper pirate and holds his head down and shows him this little puddle of water he says look at it look at your own fucking dark reflection and see that the true you know enemy the true villain here is you and it's your own nature that has got you here and a hand just reaches up and grabs the whoa copper whoa dudes. whoa whoa so the monster is really the monster wow yeah that's a good point tim but it rips his face off so that's cool and then we're left only with his buddy with the crown on the ground and his buddy with the crown on the ground is kind of shuffling back and he's like nah man look don't don't kill me. Look, you, you can have the crown. Like, we can just chill. We can be homies on the... the it was a joke. It, it was, yeah, it was, I was just kidding, man. Just, it's all good. Don't worry about it. And PG's like, look, don't... You're bitching out on me right now. So you know what? You're a cool guy. I'm going to eat you. You deserve a warrior's death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love how quickly he goes, wait, no, not that. Like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> and... All of a sudden, you get the sense of this whole warrior's death thing. This might just be Psycho Gorman's thing. I don't know yeah. if this is any culture's thing except for him. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think this is something he invented himself. And this is something he just tells himself to feel better at night. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, haven't you ever heard of, like, some of these, like, warriors throughout history or, like, generals who are, like, all about getting in the shit? They all have some of that crazy mentality of, oh, yeah, that's great. And then you're like, wait no mm. you know like one of them said oh we're surrounded great got him where we want him usually that's not where you want to be yeah. but okay i remember yeah, the well, desert well, what the fuck fox... else you gonna say in that situation charlie yeah i remember the game desert over, fox man. commonly ate people gotta start so that gotta was... start learning to, I, I surrender in german that's what you gotta start learning uh, was it, well, i think grant grant used to eat people um yeah a lot a lot of warriors would would just typically <laughs> eat their opponents as a sign of respect, you know. Gandhi used to fuck people up. Yeah. Gandhi, <laughs> say Gandhi, Gandhi wasn't eating nobody, Tim. Uh, no, at the end of the fast. Yeah. You kidding yeah. me? So. <laughs> I, I, that was on Gandhi, too, though. That's the revenge. You have to, you have to watch the sequel. So ben after Kingsley battle, would be in that movie today. You paid him enough. <laughs> That's true. We find out poor E.T., I mean, P.G. is dying. <laughs> he you got see, stuck. It, it turns out that in the last battle that, that they had, they must have kept some of P.G.'s blood and used and it. And cursed it. Yeah, they cursed his blood and put it on their weapons. Wait, how do we know that's what happened? How do we know he's not faking this? Ooh, good question. Mmm, the long game. Okay, I like mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen him do it before when he just refused to respond to the girl. Yeah, and he did try to grab it out of her hands a couple of times, right? Mm -hmm. So he's not above anything. Yeah, he came close a couple of times. But that's cool, because we go back home to Dad, and he's got a new TV. <laughs> he's chilling. <laughs> Mom comes in. He's this like, hey. a great exchange. He's like, hey, sweetie. Uh, I'm going to have to take a few weeks off of work, you know, because of the hand that I hurt in the first act of this movie. And, Presumably uh, weeks ago. We, yeah. So 
you're going to need to take a few extra shifts at the pharmacy. To help pay off the TV. That's the, new... the fucking kicker. That's the fucking kicker. <laughs> to help pay off my new TV. I love this, dude. And she says, look, you lazy shit. No. <laughs> With so much disdain. No. I'm fucking not going to because you're late. And he does not want to hear that. Lazy? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you call me lazy? And she says, great. What do you do? Well, no, no, no. no. Hold on. You've no, seen no, the no, best no. part. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, Charlie. Do it. How he said, my parents called me lazy. My teachers called me lazy. But you? I never expected you to call me that. You know, and I love it because he's such a piece of shit who refuses to take responsibility for himself. Yeah. Well, that's why he hates the word so much because he's heard it his whole life, right? Yeah. Yes. Stalker, <laughs> that's just a made up word the police use. So, it's like, and then one of the best smash cuts I've seen in a movie. We cut to him in the bathroom. Having a fantasy, I'll tell you who was never boss, argument. Oh, yeah, he's on a rant. He's like, mm -hmm. I never fucking do anything. I'll tell you who never fucking does anything because me, me, here's something you don't. And he's just going over his entire. I have a BA in, in what did he say? In English literature. Yeah, a BA <laughs> in English lit. How lazy you got to be to get that, huh? And then. <laughs> sit around and read books yeah oh, like God. the la i mean the laziest degree so he's having this fucking fantasy argument on the toilet and meanwhile he just sees this little speck of light just moving in like little tinkerbell right yeah little tinkerbell moves up in front of him he's like what the wait a minute yeah and by the way i'm not lazy i deserve that tea what uh, and he kind of reaches out to poke it and then it pops up this giant hologram skull of Psycho Goreman and he's just like find me, find me or you will all die and the dad's like oh shit <laughs> falls off of the toilet the skull thing vanishes he's like fuck, oh god he's like but wait where are you and then the skull <laughs> just pops back up and it's like Look, man, I'm out at like uh, the intersection of Duke and 45th, and then it vanishes. And he's like, fuck. Fuck, how do I get to that intersection? And he's like, look, man, <laughs> he pops back up. All right, look, you get out in your car, you're going to go down a ways. You take a ride at the Flying J. Once you're there, you go down about another 13 miles. You're going to see old Bill's uh, truck stop over there. You go past that a ways, but like a ways, a ways, you're going to go over a bump and then a bigger bump and it's there. And then he vanished this is before GPS. <laughs> so it was a pain in the ass to get directions. That's true. That's true. But, but, and you know, to the credit of the dad, like he asked for directions, he got it and he shows up and he remembers it. Yeah. Cause we, <laughs> we just cut to the, him in the truck and they're loading old psycho Gorman in the back seat. Or in the back of the truck, which is awesome because. And he asks him, and he after he puts him in the truck, he goes, "Am I lazy?" He's <laughs> yeah. like, do you, "Do you think Psycho, I'm lazy?" Psycho, do you think I'm lazy? Psycho's like, "I don't want to talk right now." And then, 
<laughs> Mimi's like, look, I got to load my wagon in, Psycho. Can you, like, scoot over <laughs> a little bit? I know you're dying. I know literally the reason that we're here is to rescue you from dying. But, look, I got to put my wagon in here, man. So can you just, like, squeeze a cheek out the way? Cool. And then they just, like, bump the wagon into him. Thunk. All right. Good to go. Pack up. Drive off. And then we see somebody from that battle made it, though, Tim. Thank God. Used all of her strength, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that away. she could. The beheaded witch master. Like, Worked her way out of the woods that she got her head kicked into. Yeah. Got on the fucking highway and started heading in the right direction, by the way, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going the right way on the highway. And then they just run her over. Just plop. Don't even know she's there. Cool. But again, it's such a great fucking joke. Of course, yeah. <laughs> With the head being rolled over, that's funny. Yeah, it's great. So then we go home where mom is having a conversation with the Templar. And they roll up. The girl's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Who's that skirt? Who's the skirt? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Skirt. That's up there with broad, man. <laughs> One of my favorite terms. Who's the skirt? Yeah, and she was wearing a fucking pantsuit, too. That made, made no sense, but... Well, I don't know. It's just the way she rolls, buddy. So the Templar's like, look, get the kids away from that thing. Racist. Uh, <laughs> Is she, though? Because she's black. Well, that's true, but I think that in the fiction, the Templars are the dominant uh, race over whatever PG is. So, I don't know. I need to learn more about critical race theory, I think. If only they taught that in school. Oh, no, 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 no. That will never be taught on our podcast at all. I think there's a law that's just got passed. I think critical race theory is when you talk about all the races and you criticize them. You're like, no, well, I think what critical, critical race theory is is just a way to find out who's racist by who's complaining about it. <laughs> That's a very good point. You just say, we're going to teach critical race theory. Fuck that. Do you even know <laughs> yeah. what it is? No. Yes, I, you. Done. You, get out of here. <laughs> That's a very good point, Tim. Oh, God. So, yeah. And then PG's just like, all right, drop, drop the act there, sweet tits. Show these humans... Your real face, you know, the face of, that's going to be enslaving them into eternal servitude. <laughs> and well, the yeah, dad... because whenever you get a fucking religious zealot takeover, guess what happens? Yeah, and the dad pops off. <laughs> He's like, hey, endless servitude. That sounds like being married to Susan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dad's got <laughs> jokes, man. I love Just this any dude. chance that he can. Now that he's got a little taste of it, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got to. He's got to. Tim, you wouldn't, you wouldn't throw one out like that. That's a good one. It is a good one. It's, too, it's, too, it's one of those things where you, it's worth putting up with like the silent treatment for a day or two, getting the cold shoulder, sleeping together in the bed. It's just too good of an opportunity to it's pass up. pretty good. It's pretty good timing. So, so Mimi's like, all right, here's the deal. I got a plan. Luke, you go out there. You beat the shit out of the Templar. PG's like, nah, she, she will end you. And Luke's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. And Mimi's like, all right, bitch, go out there and beat the Templar's ass. And he's like, no, you know what? For once, I'm fucking standing up for myself. 
I'm out of here. And Luke dips out and sides with mom and the Templar. And he's like, look. Little mama's boy. Yeah. I stood up for myself. Mommy. Mommy, dearest. And so the mom, Susan's like, all right. So dad, here's the deal. All you got to do today is your favorite thing. Just be lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy motherfucker. There's the laziest thing you could ever do in your life. Just Just, lazy way out of that fucking car. Just lazy out of the car. Go sit in your recliner. Pop on your Xbox. Play a little Subnautica. Maybe have a couple edibles or something. Just chill. Don't worry. Maybe he's doing edibles this whole movie. That's why he's like that. Don't worry about editing the podcast. You'll, You'll get around to it. You'll get to it. It doesn't have to be out until Tuesday. And you've been killing it lately. You know, the last episode, the Candace Files one, was a good one. Had a lot oh, of fun. Yes, it was. Yeah. Just don't worry. We solved the Mothman mystery. <laughs> and so Dad's like, hey, yeah. Hey, you want to see how lazy I am? Check this out. And then he just drives off. <laughs> like, <"Err." laughs> He's getting all his shots in. Oh, I was yeah. waiting for him to go bye as he drove off. <laughs> honk, said, honk, 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 and the flips are off. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, go big, right? Like, oh, yeah. don't just throw one out there. Throw them all out there. Hey, look, you know, she can only give you the silent treatment for so long. That's true. So we're back at the warehouse. Dad, PG, and Mimi are chatting it up. PG's like, look, man, I'm going to die. So here's the deal. I need the gem. Mimi's like, cool, but like, you're going to kill me, and you're going to kill everybody. And he's like, no, I totally won't kill you guys. Pinky promise? At all. And Mimi's like, I don't know. So dad, <laughs> dad hulks up, right? <laughs> he, he's like, look. Come over here. I'm going to give you some... God, this fucking story, right? This is, this is what could have happened story. to Chris Mann on the grinding, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's such a great... Again, there are these moments in this movie that feel like they're from another movie. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And it's just jarring enough, and it just hangs in the air to the right degree. And then we move on, and it's It's never like the answered. Christmas story in Gremlins mm-hmm. 2. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God, Tim. Nailed it. <laughs> so Dad pulls her aside. He's like, look, I'm stupid, right? And I'm lazy, but I do have some dad smarts. And I'm going to give you a little... I'm going to give you a little dad advice right now. And... If either of you have it and you want to do the story, please. I know the general gist of it because it was just so ridiculous it stuck okay. out of my mind. Tim, do you do you have it written or no? Uh, I have a very vague reference to it, but go ahead, Charlie. Yeah. He says, when I was in school, there was a creepy guy who lived in a van out on the street, and he asked me if I wanted to get in his van and look at his pristine collection of baseball cards. And I said <laughs> yes. And I got in his van... And he showed me his pristine collection of baseball cards. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the moral was, I'm glad that I trusted that weird guy in the van. So, <laughs> trust. Go with your instincts. 
It's the greatest horrible parenting advice ever. It's like that Simpsons episode when Homer thinks back to being a kid and his dad gives him advice on the first day of school. And he says, if a strange man in a car offers you a ride, I say, take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. He got into the fucking van and they were real baseball cards. In. <laughs> yeah. That's like a fucking Mr. Show fucking sketch, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he took me in the back of his van and he showed me his big collection of pristine cards. And I had a lot of fun because I trusted a creepy weirdo. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it, is, that, is that fun to see a collection of cards? Whatever. If you're in cool. the baseball cards. It's I mean, like people who make bad decisions their entire life and face absolutely no repercussion for it. And just keep floating through life going, yeah, that was good. Yeah. You know? Get married, have two kids in a house, and at least one car. Yeah. Like this yeah. guy does. Yeah, I mean, he's, to be fair, yeah, he's living the dream. He doesn't yeah. have to work. He can just injure his hand. He, oh, plus the wife who's working off. double shifts at the pharmacy, so you know she can pick up some extra oxy. Oh, dude, and exactly. this is Canada? They don't give a fuck about that. Like, they're not regulating any of that shit. They're, they're just having mm. a good old time up there with their... Especially good... in the 90s? Come on. Yeah, this is socialized healthcare, man. Anything goes. So, back at home, speaking of uh, just getting free access to whatever the fuck you want to put in your body, our buddy the Templar is mixing up this weird-ass potion. And she's like, uh, you know what? Here's Here's the problem. I let that fucker live because I wanted him to suffer forever. And I'm not going to make that mistake again. Hold on. I'm a little uncomfortable here. And then she whoosh, and then turns into her cool robot angel form. And the mom and Luke are like, wow, that's pretty dope. You look pretty cool. And she's like, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Mom hey. is digging it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she's like, that's cool. Hey mom, why don't you drink this? And mom's like, all right. Yeah. Bottoms up. Whatever. Trusting that weird stranger. Exactly. Trusting the weird oh, stranger. Shit. Well, she gets a bad taste of it, yeah, but... Yeah. Well, sometimes you trust the weird stranger. You, you love with a bad taste in your mouth. Well, see, here's the thing. is Trust the weird stranger with the baseball cards. Don't trust the weird stranger with religion. Yeah, yeah, with religion. Or the one asking you to drink something. Exactly. You're slipping that, something. Oh, yeah, the religion? Drink. Oh, my God. Yeah. At the very best, it's the blood. Yeah. Yeah. And so she starts gagging on this shit that she drank. And Luke's like, hey, is it gross or something? <laughs> like, what's wrong? So then now we cut back to the cool Universal Council. And they're just watching Hollow video and eating these bluegills, which just look like somebody dyed a bunch of spaghetti noodles um, blue. No, they are unbroken noodles. Yes, I, I was just about to say that. They, I mean, nobody cut them in half, right? Yeah. They, Tim I mean, Yobo is not in space. They're not primitives. They they are advanced. They've mastered faster <laughs> no, than light they, No, Eddie, hold on, because they think they're smarter than they are. Because in the beginning of the movie, when they first we first see the council, mm -hmm. they make a point of saying like they can't believe that somebody figured out the code to open it up. That somebody could have the intelligence on the same level that they do. And mm -hmm. she just went beep boop bop beep, and opened it up. So I say. They're not as smart as they think they are. Well, she got lucky. So a, a broken watch is right twice a day, Tim. But if you break your noodles, if you break your noodles, you're never right. So You don't break them. 
crack them. Oh, okay. So you crack them without breaking them, Tim. That's a good point. Thank you for, for delineating. That's a much more satisfying sound. Between those two things. So Mimi's <laughs> like, all right, look, I'm, I'm at my lowest, right? We're at the end of the second act, so the stakes are as high as possible. I need to go to my office and I need to get some advice. So she goes back into this back room of the warehouse and there's a, you know, old Jeezy Creasy up on the, up on the crucifix hanging on oh, the wall. Oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. And she walks in there and she uh, gets down on her knees and she's not like really religious. You don't get the idea, you know. Hell and she no. says, There's no way this kid's religious. And she says as much. She's like, look, man, like, I know I don't, I'm not really a good person. <laughs> like, I've been fucking up. Um, but I really could use one, is all. You know what I'm saying? And maybe you give me one here, maybe, uh, maybe I'll start being a little better, right? Not perfect, because I'm not going to be like you. I can't be perfect, but maybe you give me one, right? Which of these shades do you think I should be wearing Cause the world's about to end, and I got these ones, and I got the. Uh, she's like, "Ah, psych! I'm gonna wear the leopard ones." And by the way, I, I knew it all along. Yeah, I knew it all along. And but what am I talking to you for anymore? By the way, there's a new god in town. It's PG, and she grabs the cross off of the wall and fucking snaps it in half. Yep. She's like, "Peace," and then walks <laughs> out the room. And I, I fell on the floor. I was so happy. <laughs> it's just, like I said, the movie just keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, first... It, it's going to offend you no matter what, and then you're going to have a good fucking time. Yeah. I mean, first you've got the exorcist with that whole crucifix scene. We don't need to repeat Yes, that's true. Not the worst that. thing a uh, young girl has done to a crucifix in a movie. This is true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but then this, yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, hats off. Good job. So she goes back over to PG. She's like, all right, I'm going to cut you a deal here. You get the gym. You got, but you got to promise you're not going to kill me. He's like, all right, I won't kill you. She's like, cool. And my family. It's like, sure. And your family. She's like, great. Dad, get over here with my backpack. I'm going to give him the thing. And she's like rifling around. (laughs) And dad's like, Hey, what about everybody else on Earth? And she's like, yeah, what about everybody else on Earth? Oops, a doodle. I guess we uh, fucked that one up. He's like, and the father's just like, yeah, oops. He's like, what? Uh, okay. I mean, <laughs> It's going to take too much energy to ask us the second time, so just forget it, right? Yeah, I guess nobody else needs to be alive. I Whatever. I mean, look, it worked for Moses, right? So... We, uh, <laughs> then Pandora pops in and mom pops in, in a Pandora suit, but it looks like she went to spirit Halloween and got a Pandora suit. <laughs> it looks like she's trying to like do like a doc Ock type thing too, right? Yeah. She's got a little bit of that. She's got like the wing laser beam things, but it just looks like a shittier version of Pandora's suit, which makes sense, right? Because it's for one yeah. scene in the movie. Like, I, well, I no, it. because Pandora's like high up there. She's like a bishop, right? Well, well, to be fair, Pandora's suit doesn't look that good. But that's what I like about the movie is that it, yeah. it nothing looks 
like it's perfect it all looks like it was done on the cheap you know you got the clay you got the miniatures you got all that shit but that's why it's fun mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. i think her i think her fucking design is incredible oh yeah yeah and but it I looks incredible i don't think it looks cheap it doesn't look cheesy at all well, it looks really really good right but but to to charlie's point like for most of the monsters you see the seams that are holding yeah. it together like PG clearly is the exception. I would say his suit is is the best, probably the best. And of course, because oh, he's yeah. in every scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you're putting your money. But then there's a precipitous drop off once you start getting to I don't know the brain in the jar guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do we have left brilliant. over in this Come box? On, Eddie. That's fucking great. That's no, you're mean, gonna remember that guy for the rest of your life, right? It, of course. And the, here's the thing: is because it comes off his camp, like. The, the line that they have to do here, and it's so difficult, is mm-hmm. making it work as cheesy without coming off as insulting or annoying. Yep. And they do it. So, I mean, that's the best you can hope for, right? They did yeah, what they really, set out to do. It's a hard, hard fucking line to walk. Yeah. I mean, comedy is already impossible to write then you add a musical act into the fucking movie right yeah and then just like make... really like we don't have enough shit going on let's throw a fucking little mo- montage yeah. to a fucking video song and then put that in horror that's oof, that's a lot you're mm-hmm. asking a lot and then throw in retro cheesy big dumb rubber suit shit but make it not look terrible it's yeah it are asking works. the impossible here you know yeah. they get it to happen they thread that needle for sure so all of a sudden now shit is going bad right luke has the gem he stole it from mimi mimi rushes for luke mom stops her and uh dad is like uh i wish i could help you know but i'm too damn lazy i guess (laughs) he won't let it go Yeah, she really hit a sore spot. But to be fair, this actually saves the day because it pisses mom off, and she rushes dad. Mm-hmm. So then Pandora goes off after uh, Psycho Gorman. Mom is firing lasers at dad like she wants to fucking kill him, right? Yep. We'll go to <clears throat> we'll go to therapy if you still want. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, look, I still I'll forgive you if you stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, come on, guys. Have, have we or have we not been in an argument or a disagreement with our significant others and we all make that mistake of just doing one of those uh, passive-aggressive, well, mm. I know it's your fault and I'll forgive you, but I need mm-hmm. something from you. You, you know? You just and how got... well does that work? Yeah, you just Never. think you got it. You think yeah. you got the fucking thing on lock and you do not. Well, what I do... Next thing you know, they're shooting lasers at you. Let me tell you, when my girlfriend gets mad at me, no shit, I can make her laugh, and the minute she knows that I'm, like, going... Like, I'm gunning for that, she's like, I'm mad at you, and she walks away, so I will not make her laugh. Because the minute I do that, it's over. I don't say anything. I just look at her and smile. Well, no, totally. That's That's a win-win. Oh, yeah. Because if you make her laugh, that's it. She's not mad at you anymore, and everything's good. And if you don't, she (laughs) gets up and leaves you alone. I don't know about that, Tim. I think she's even more mad because she's laughing now. Mm. And she's supposed to be angry. Ah, that's right. It's like, take one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Him, you, by the way, I'm not going to watch that tickling documentary. Watch that fucking tickling <laughs> no. documentary, man. It goes places. Talk about a fucking rabbit hole with the where <laughs> where it starts, where you think it's going, and where it fucking ends up is just incredible. They're tickling I... rabbit holes. <laughs> That's not what they're tickling. <laughs> Erotic I'm, tickling. Yeah. I'm I'm good, Tim. So... Have you seen it, Charlie? No, I haven't, but you have alluded to it a lot. Yeah, it's it's on it sticks the, with you, man. It's on the Yobo I, Gold list. I think somebody else in the Grindbin Discord was talking about it one time, like six months ago. It's not my thing. It's just about this journalist who randomly comes across something on the internet about these teenage boys who are all over eighteen years old who get tied up and just being tickled. And that's it. There's no sex or anything else. Like and it's money? just this website that just sells these clips and makes it. And he wants to get to the bottom of who is making these clips, what's going on with it. And it's just where he ends up is just incredible. So wait, they just get tickled for money? Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's and it's what... all like these. And uh, he's trying to interview like all these. He's tracking. He's trying to track down all the guys in the video, and none of them want to talk. So they like that's they fucking sign like NDAs, and the the other ones like yeah. I don't want to say anything about it because you're going to think it's gay porn, but it's not gay porn. I just got tickled, and that was I... it. I got five hundred dollars. It's really what? an incredible documentary. It's, it's interesting you mentioned that because I watched a documentary, and it, so this was like. 10 years ago or so it was a vice documentary back when they were a little bit more like in depth and it wasn't like just like crazy shit but they they went into it was um in london it was like in soho london uh they found out that there was like this guy who was paying like teenage boys who were like 18 to 20 money to like stomp on his face like that's what he wanted and if you had like really nasty feet he wanted you to like rub him all over his face and it became almost a rite of passage for like these teen boys to just mm. hey i need 500 bucks let me go rub my feet on this guy's face for an hour and i'll get 500 bucks there was no sex they were all clothed and yeah and like it started with like internet videos and they got to the bottom of it and they figured it out and it basically came out as yeah it's this old pervert in the neighborhood he doesn't really hurt anybody if you need money go over there just kind of him thing. in the face no, not even kick him. Just he wants you to rub your feet like on his face and he would lay on the ground. He would do it like in like a parking garage or he'd come to your house or you'd go to his wow, house. Wow, that's extra kinky doing it outside. Yeah, it was like weird shit. And they actually showed some dude like, let me tell you, it looked like he walked like 10 miles barefoot before he got to this dude's house. And it was like, holy shit. Yeah, that guy got paid extra. You know what? Yeah. Look, man, they're adults. They're not hurting anybody. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. Good. Good you're, on them. You're consenting, and hey, give me money. We're good. Fucking this is a transaction. Man. You need money. That guy needs to have his face dominated by stinky teen uh, feet that are of age. So fuck it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So no, uh, this isn't a tickle <laughs> thing, Tim. Uh, <laughs> what happens is uh, then Mimi has Luke pinned down. And it's like, give me the fucking ruby back or I'm going to fucking kill you. And she pulls Literally, because she has the yeah. kill ball out, right? The Luke killer. And Luke's like, God damn, I guess dad was right, huh? I guess humans really are the monsters. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. And you're one of them. You're the worst one. The worst, yeah. 
Then, opposite them, Psycho Goreman, he's got the weird Templar broad, has a uh, gold circle around him, like a smushy thing that she did with the human. Mm-hmm. And Psycho Goreman. Yeah, going to turn him into a, a Psycho Cube Man. And he's like, shit, quick thinking. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Templar Code. Uh, I, I, I get to ask for one last uh, competition with you. Uh, because you're gonna kill me, and that's uh, Templar code. So you have to, you have to do it. And what, like any other religious person, when they get called <laughs> on it, what does she say? Yeah, well, uh, the Bible says a lot of things. Like, Look, man, there's a lot of things in Templar code. Like it's up to interpretation. Uh, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't got a hair on your ass if you don't fucking do it. So uh, we're gonna do this, right? She's like, God damn it. Yeah, I guess so. So she lets him out of the barrier, and he just yells, Mimi! Sorry, Mimi. You decide the contest. And of course, it's Crazy Ball, right? How else do you end the movie? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's three on three. We've got Dad PG, right? And and, uh, Mimi, and they're on Team Hero. And the rest are on Team Suck, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the rules of the game, the, the stakes if you will, are if Team Hero wins, they get the gem. And if Team Hero loses, then Team Suck gets uh, PG. Cool. So that's how it ends, is with these idiots uh, in rubber suits throwing balls at each other. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Butt bonuses all over the Butt place. Butt bonuses, yep, mm-hmm. yep. And then we, we get the... Uh... I looked, because at one point, there's a point where the Templar just, like, looks at the mother and just, like, shrugs. and like, what the fuck is going on? And the mother's like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. She's insane. You deal with her. She's a fucking but maniac. But she's mine. But then Luke lobs the ball, Mimi throws the ball, and they bang against each other. It's the switcheroo, motherfuckers. And they're standing face-to-face, toe-to-toe, ready to head off. And Luke just starts throwing balls over at Mimi and screaming at her like, you made me eat my sandcastle. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, what? That now it's forever. It's with you forever, right? You'll never get that sand out of your bowels. It's there forever. And he's like, I I was sick. I had to be out of school for two fucking weeks. You're welcome. yeah. And she's like, hey, you're welcome. By the way, you didn't have to go to school. And then at the end of it, they face off for the, uh, you got to do the punch, punchies thing, right? Mimi runs up, gut shots Luke, right? And it looks rough. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he hats folds. off to the kid acting on this one, by the way. Oh, and, and I meant to bring this up because this was the, uh, the fun um, little scene where where we we cut to one of our stuntmen they show the dad running and then they just cut to the stuntman does like this fucking crazy front flip oh yeah it's like a fucking parkour (laughs) twist or something like that right and then the dad lands it like see i told you man he was he was really in the shit in iraq we're to believe that that was the dad but it's just hats off to that stuntman so good for him Mm -hmm. he was a seal Uh, yeah and so it's over, right? They won. And everybody's high cheering. Five. <laughs> the fucking high five with PG is the best. 
So dad was up high five, jumping high fives, PG. PG's like, right, I'm not going to leave you hanging, bro, right? I'm going to bump it. Snaps his fucking wrist, just <laughs> like nothing. And what's crazy is he doesn't really react the way you would think that somebody would with like the, the bone is sticking out of the skin, oh, right? Yes. Yeah, it is fucked. And this is Mr. I can't go to work because I got a paper cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he kind of undersells the fucking actual uh, hand getting ri- yeah, almost ripped like, off. Hey, ah, man, shit. shock will do a lot of things to your body. True, true. true. That's right. So then Pandora, they go up to, to them and they're like, look, we won. Pandora's like, yeah, I really don't care. I'm still going to kill PG. Like, I, like we're, we're the church. We just do what we want. You yeah, get yeah, that, we, right? You thought you, heard- you had an election. You've heard of horseshoe theory, right? Like, eventually, good goes so far that it curves back into being evil, right? Like, you get that. So she goes to swing the sword down on him, and Mimi gets in between them. And then Mom sees that, and she's like, nope. Pops up, blocks it with her shitty arm armor. And Mimi's like, look, Luke, you got to give me this gem here. Mom's, like, trying to hold off, but, you know, she's mom, so she kind of sucks. So you got to give me the gem. And Luke's like, no, you're insane. And by the way, you should probably apologize to me for all the shit you've done my entire life, how you've been the worst person ever, and just, you know... Constantly trying to kill me? Trying to kill me as as little as five minutes ago. And like a true psychopath... (laughs) (laughs) Rather than apologize, Mimi just starts singing. And we have a slow, just loving rendition of the Frig Off song. And PG looks at the dad and says, is this what love is? (laughs) And the dad's like, yeah, you dumb bitch. Just start singing along. Meanwhile, mom and Pandora still fighting this whole time, right? (laughs) And Luke's like, all right, cool. Um, I guess because you started singing. And we've all realized the power of love. I'll I'll chuck the gem to you because it seems as though maybe PG has learned something here. They so he gets the gem, and Pandora's like, "All right, I'm going to take your powers away, Mom, because I could do that. I could I should have done that a minute ago. But you know, to serve as the story, it's better for me to do it right now." He says, "You don't deserve those powers." Pulls the powers away from her, and then she goes. Pandora to kill mom and dad and Luke, but oh shit, PG's got the gem. He's back, baby. Yeah, and he just stops her. He's junk, does the little uh, force grabby thing with her ass. And she says, Look, I mean, that's cool, little parlor tricks here you got, but I got this holy blade, right? You're not going to stop me as long as I got this holy blade. You got no blade. You, got, you don't got shit. I mean, you got your gem, whatever. Wrong you know. thing to say, man. Never uh-huh. challenge him. Yeah. He's like, oh. oh, He's I a need DYI guy. Yeah, huh. I need a holy uh, blade, right? Well, you're pretty holy, right? You're about to get holier. Uh, and he just starts riddicking around her. Just zip, zop, and zooping <laughs> around. Rips out her spine. Rips out her eye. Rips out like her hip bone. Connected to the leg bone. Connected, connected to, the... to the wing bone. Everything. He's just ripping shit out of her and 
cut to she's not looking good by the way this isn't feeling good for her but we cut to him and he's just made this giant ass fucking claymore (laughs) out of her parts and he's like hey look what i found i got this thing let's do this you know and she says look you are not gonna stand between me and my holy destiny and tim he looks at her and what does he say good what frig off (laughs) <laughs> oh, is this where he does the freak off thing? Yes. Yeah. And See, it would have been better if he said frig you, because when she's yeah. teaching him that, she's like, frig you is like the worst thing that you could say. Ah, uh, yeah. True, true. But, you know, he's new. And so, now we kind of But the song to... was frig off, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the song and that's was why, and the song made him feel love, so that's why he said frig mm-hmm. off. Ah, now yeah. he's feeling the love. Gotcha. It's yep. This movie's Call Me Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Uh, so they're having their battle in the background but more importantly Mimi um, saddles up next to her brother and is like look I'm not going to say it right and then you hear the battle going on in the background but who cares Uh, she's like I'm not going to say it but then she knocks out in Morris code I'm I'm sorry so they hug it out and again the battle's just raging on in the background but we got past the whole like lead up to the killing blows stuff anyway so who cares because pg's doing good but he sees something that pisses him off this is it he's turning up to an 11 now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now he's been at 11 for a minute but now he's turning it up to i don't know what's past 11 30 or whatever yeah that's past 11 because he looks down at the ground and tim what has she done to his hunky boys? <laughs> it's such a great line delivery with that fucking voice where he's just like, not my hunky boys. Because the magazine is like ripped a little and it's on that stupid jeans model guy picture. <laughs> and he just rages even That's harder. obviously his favorite one if it's open to that part, right? Dude, Still. yeah. He saw something that clicked. What are you going to do? It's when, when it's love, it's love. What are you going to exactly. do? You know? And he busts her holy sword. Pandora's like, looks over at the family as he's about to kill her ass. And is like, you have no idea what you've done, fuckers. This whole universe is doomed now. And Mimi's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fuck this universe. It kind of sucks. Just so you know, you haven't been here for a while, but it does suck. And she's a psychopath, so what does she care? Yeah, Yeah. she's insane. So Pandora's like, okay, cool, just, you know what, kill me. And he's like, I mean, I'm going to, but you know, the suffering doesn't end there. Uh, You're going to suffer in the afterlife as well. I've been there. I've seen what it's like. But in the meantime, um, I'm going to go ahead and just grant you... One last courtesy. <laughs> a warrior's death. And by the way, uh, my name is Psycho Goreman. And then I love that Luke is like, uh, we should probably go. I've been here. I've seen this yeah. whole thing <laughs> go down. And uh, dad's like, what, what do you mean? What's the problem? And yeah. so and He's Psycho. dry heaving and kind of like gagging as they're it's walking like, out. Not, in, not into this thing. It's pretty gross. So and again, as soon as he says warrior's death, she just starts screaming no. So like, no, everybody no, no, knows no, that no. this is his go-to move. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not good. I, I don't like this. 
And so they, they start leaving and the dad's like, hey, did you guys know this used to be a shoe factory? Uh, <laughs> and he says, I remember when this was a shoe factory. Yeah, I remember it was, this used to be a shoe factory. Cool. <laughs> and they're like, what? All right, dad. Nice. <laughs> and PG walks by and is like, hey, uh, we're good. I'm, I'm totally not going to kill you anyway. And by the way, Mimi, well, here's that. He is going to yeah. kill them in one way or the other, right? Because if he kills Eventually. everybody else on the planet. I mean, he won't do it directly, but yeah. 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 He's I doing mean, that workaround shit. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So he's like, uh, but, and I don't need this thing anymore, this uh, gem. Because you know the what? The power I... was in me the whole time. Yeah. At the end of the day, the, uh, the friendships that we made along the way, they were the real gem. And he gives it to her and he's like, by the way, I've also found the, the power of love. Aww. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to go and destroy galaxies. And... Because it's what I love to do. Yeah. Just take care of my shit. And so Mimi's like, all right, that's cool. Go, go fuck shit up. Have a good one. And blows him a kiss. And he reaches up, grabs the kiss, and holds it to his chest real quick. Opens up a portal, and you just see some major city. He just walks through it and just starts wrecking shit. He's like, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, uh, Mimi. Goodbye, Dad's name. Goodbye, Mom. Goodbye, boy. And he's like, fuck, <laughs> he still doesn't know my name. <laughs> what an asshole. And the dad's like, wow, we really like learned a lot today, huh? And then he just kind of stares off into the distance. And the mom's like, yeah, I think he's in shock or something. He probably needs to go to the hospital for real, actually. So we'll just do that. And then we cut to some breaking news on the TV. About a purple giant. <laughs> About a purple giant who's kaiju-sized wrecking city. <laughs> And I feel like people would be more concerned if they saw this on the news than just having dinner. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, is that family watching TV? I, I mean, maybe. Does maybe anybody have really this background watch? Noise. Does anybody really watch the news like that? You know what mm, I mean? Like yeah. most most people just put it on and it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah but Purple yeah. Giant fucking shit up. Guess what? I'm getting an alert on my iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. The, true. What? Uh, Alistair's dad, who looks like Chef Robbie. He does look that? like Chef Robbie. Oh. <laughs> and by the way, yeah, this is Alistair's family. So if you were wondering what happened to Alistair, it's okay. He got home. He's doing fine. Because he just slimes his way over, jumps up into his seat, and stupidly starts trying to eat dinner. <laughs> and we hold on this scene of this dumb brain puppet trying to eat for a, an insane amount of time. At least like two and a half minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. As we're listening to some great song. And then we cut to the Intergalactic Council. And they're watching the giant kaiju psycho Goreman destroy the Earth. And they're like, fuck. Well, he doesn't know where we are, right? I mean, he knows how to find us, though, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody got any other uh, brilliant ideas here? So they're like, oh, yeah, Gleep Glop's got a great idea, actually. He's got a plan, plan B. B. <laughs> and what's plan B? An 
what, fucking police officers, 38 special from 1970? Yeah, it's a 70s 38 snub nose that they just plop on the table. They're and they're like, all right, so who's going to kill themselves first? That's just the best way, in honesty, because he's going to get you, and it's not mm-hmm. going to be pleasant. So they all Yeah, start but maybe raising. he can do a Thanos. He can bring you back and then kill you uh, again. That's true. You never know. Now he's got the gem. He could do whatever the fuck he wants, yeah. man. And that's where we zoom out is on all the alien council raising their hands to volunteer to be first to kill themselves before Psycho Goreman finds them. Yeah, I think Charlie's right. Probably a better move. Yeah. 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 I'd roll so, the But would that little bullet kill some of those people there? I mean, I mean, brain guy. Come on. All you got to do is just break his fucking dome. Yeah, brain guy's just got to fall and he's yeah. done. Yeah. But there's a guy who looks like he has like fucking 18 noses or ears all over his yeah. fucking face. I some don't know. That bullet like might not go in. Some of them look like they're made of chitons. Like it, it's, I don't know. They're going to need something <laughs> a little stronger than a 38 snub. But you know what? The ones who, uh, the ones who can kill themselves, it's not their problem if the other ones can't. It's true. Oh, well. It's very true. <laughs> That's true. All right, yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, you got to give it a shot. There oh, you go. boy. <laughs> so, of course, we all recommend the movie. Um, oh, God, yes. 100%. It's the perfect movie to put on in the background, too, if you're not paying attention to much shit. And uh, if you want to stream a movie with just a group of people to just be fucking around talking shit and, and peeking in at it and having a good time, perfect for that. Mm-hmm. And it's also a great movie just to have on like while you're fucking around the house because yeah. like after you watch it a, t- a time or two... Just like this little snippet here. Oh, here's the part where mm-hmm. they're doing the fucking drummers, the drum song with Psycho Gorman. Here's the part where the fucking heads are getting smashed. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah, yeah it, it really reminds me of back in the day when you would like pop on like uh, the sci-fi channel or something and a good flick would come on and you're like, yeah, it's like two thirds of the way into it. But you know what? I can pick it up from here. No problem. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so far, Eddie, I don't think that you have streamed a bad movie because, like you said, this was one where you said, oh, no, this is going to take precedence over what we're streaming originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did Drone recently, which that oh. was oh, that was man. fucking brilliant. Drone was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like We're going to have can, to cover that one day. Like, Drone, no shit, the husband and wife are like the mother and dad before they had their fucking kids. That's oh, exactly really what they is. are. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could totally see that. Um. So yeah, if you if you enjoy Psycho Gorman and you want to watch something else in that vein, drone, that's mm-hmm. definitely a good suggestion. I'd definitely say um it's not in the vein, but if if you just enjoy kind of like practical effects in in this stylistic like modern retroism, check out the void that that the writer director did. Really really good shit. Mm. Yeah, I like that um, movie. Tim, anything else you you would say in the same kind of feeling as a psycho gourmet you you would recommend to people? Uh, I can't think of anything because, like I said before, it's really a hard thing to fucking pull off what yeah. this movie did. I mean, I can tell you good funny movies, I can tell you good scary movies, but yeah. a movie that blends it like this, it's really hard. Except for like maybe Scary Movie Three. Yeah, that or you get like a Shaun of the Dead. Um, yeah, Shaun of the Dead, but. Yeah. <sighs> Even though it, I don't think it got as serious as fucking gory as this movie does at some point. No, it wasn't as gory as this. It was more serious than this. I would say it wasn't mm-hmm. as funny and over the top campy. The the other one I would say in this venue is Deathgasm. 
That's well, maybe the only other one. What about yeah, what is that? Willie's Wonderland. Oh yeah, you that would be yeah. a good double okay. feature. Yeah, if you like this one, you like Willie's Wonderland, and if you don't like, yeah, but that's just got like a sprinkling of humor. It's not like yeah. let's split this fucking movie almost fifty but fifty with that's the thing. But yeah. that's the thing, Tim. That movie doesn't take itself seriously. It right. Just much much like this one, it didn't take itself seriously. It wasn't I'll, pretending to be something that it wasn't, and you still had a good time. I'll put it this way: Willie's Wonderland is hard dicked Goreman. That's what it is. Oh shit! <laughs> yep. I praise your many. Oh yeah, Willie's Wonderland, hundred percent on the hard dicked list. So, Charlie, is there anything on the internet you want people to pay attention to? I mean, there's a lot of things I wish they wouldn't pay attention to that they do pay attention to. But I mean, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's a fair point. Those those snuff films, they got to get watched somehow. Somebody's got to be Somebody's watching them. Somebody's got to watch and to find out so, they're snuff films. And somebody's got to watch those kids getting tickled and pay for it. I mean, come on. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> you know, fuck you, Tim. I watched one Italian movie with erotic lactation, and you come at me with tickling films. Yeah. Fuck you. It's Tim. a documentary. Yeah, who's to say mine and is not a documentary? As far as I know, all the boys are alive. None of them are dead. Okay. Yeah. I did not you. see one dead erotic lactation. Mm. And I, I feel disgusted. I have to even say that. Not to mention the erotic lactation was disgusted all and disappointed. Simulated. <laughs> Yes. Tim just likes it to be real. So, Tim, is there anything you want people to pay attention to on the internet? Uh, no, just our show, right? Just follow our us show. on Twitter. Yep. Oh, we don't have on... a Facebook thing, right? We don't have Instagram. We, we do so actually just follow us on Twitter or Facebook. like us on iTunes. That's a big thing. Yeah, like us on iTunes. We do have a Facebook. You can probably find it, but who cares about Facebook? Uh, hit us up, patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. If you want to hear more content like this, want to dial into our weird ass blood bank, which is uh, right now over 1500, but I just got sent some spurious multiple terabyte hard drive with a bunch of files ripped on it that I'm going to be adding to it, and God knows what's on it. So, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I don't end up on a list. That was uh, Steve, wasn't it? Who that sent was you that? Steve. Yeah, I'm our buddy Steve, and, and I make fun of it. But Steve's a good dude. I'm sure uh, there's. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm honest. Sure that there's nothing too yeah. bad. On there's nothing no. as bad as say like a wild beasts on it. Let uh, me tell you, mm. I've been looking forward to that because Steve has been telling me for months mm -hmm. that he was filling it up, and he's like, "I'm gonna send it to Eddie. It's gonna yep. be really good." Yep. So I'm really looking forward to that one. It's gonna be coming. Let me tell you, I'll I'll, I'll tweet about it on at uh, Eddie the Axe is my regular Twitter for me. If you want to see my weird tweets about England and wife beating. <laughs> uh, other than that, though, folks, I think there's not a lot left to say. So this is how we end.